Yo, yo, thank you so much for tuning into this episode with AK. Before we get started, I want to let you know that this entire podcast is sponsored by Podcast Principles. We help people build, launch, and grow their podcast. We've worked with multi-platinum hip-hop artists like Logic and Mob Deep. We've also worked in Fortune 500, Fortune 100 companies. So if you're an artist, a music producer, or just a content creator, or maybe you're just looking to get started building your audience online, we can help you do that. In the show notes or description of this episode, the first link is going to have a booking page to book directly with me. My name is Ryan Sullivan. I'm the host of this podcast and also the founder of Podcast Principles. I would love to talk through your new podcast idea. Okay, let's get to this episode with AK. What would your life be like if you never blew up six years ago? If you never had a video that reached hundreds of millions of people worldwide? This is the first question I asked the real AK today. He's not only a New Jersey legend, but he's known globally as one of the first viral hip hop sensations on the internet with his famous Panda remix. Today in this episode, AK tells stories of moving to LA for months at a time, gaining weight, losing it again and gaining it back, what it's like to work with some of hip-hop's biggest, most notable producers like Scott Storch, all of these stories in the episode. This is Bobcast, where we interview outliers, and please enjoy this one with my friend, The Real AK. The Real AK. What's good, my boy? What's up, buddy? Chillin' chillin'. Dude, thanks for uh, being here, man. Of course, of course. The drive was a little spooky, but I'm glad I'm here. You don't know what's going to pop out of the woods on you, brother. <laughs> I was driving through. I wasn't sure where I was at. It doesn't look yeah. like Jersey. It it's, doesn't look it, like I Jersey, can see man. Pennsylvania from my house. That's what I always oh, okay. tell people. Because to describe where I'm at, I'm like, the area code's New Jersey, the county's New Jersey, but it's not really New Jersey. <laughs> that shit is not New Jersey. But I, I don't mind it. Hey, if anybody's, nah, good if anybody's wondering, good don't come out here. Uh, we're good. We don't need any more people. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, man. So, you know, listen, people who most people are watching this do know you. There's going to be a small amount of people who don't. So if you could, um, we didn't prepare anything for this. And that's that's completely fine, man. Just tell people what you do, you know, in general. I music. I produce. I, uh, I've been an artist for shit. A seven years. I've been taking it seriously for like six. But yeah, just been fucking learning how to produce, learning how to mix, just getting all the other shit, all, all the other parts and pieces of the craft, just working them. When you were in high school, did you ever at any point in your life think about what you were going to do with your life? Honestly, I didn't think about much with that. I was really more so like immersed in like being with my friends and all that shit, mm-hmm. like especially in high school. But then when I was introduced to music, I was like, damn, this is fun. And I was doing it and I was putting music on SoundCloud for a little bit. And then I went to the J. Cole concert in Homedale. I think that's how you say it. But the PNC Bank Center. And I was there and like there was like random people around me like crying and shit when he played Love Yours. And like the emotion was just a roller coaster the whole time. And everybody was so deeply involved in it. I was like, dude, I got to be that guy on the stage. bro. This is like it. If like... If what I'm making and and putting on SoundCloud could have turned into damn near twenty thousand people in a room just fucking like all vibing together, I'm like, what? 
got to do that shit. There's I, a that's lot. That's what I want. There's a lot there, but how does it feel to be selling tickets and having your own shows now, just with that juxtaposition of the J Cole? Yeah, no, nah, of course that, that is definitely like a, it's something I want to get back into more, mm-hmm. but like just the fact that there's people that would pull up to a show when I post on Instagram or something like that, it's a beautiful blessing. I must say, yeah. especially with the yeah. J Cole shit. I'm like, fuck man. It's crazy. He's one of the sets that I really study and I really, in the terms of, you know, boss, another one, I mean, basically any Dreamville is going to be a great performance, but Cole, I don't know, man. Like I don't, there's no playbook, you know, people can teach you how to perform or whatever, but there's, you just, there's something else that goes on there with him, man. It's another level then. And, and the reason why that's important is because there 100% are rappers and singers or whoever who get up there and they just do their thing. Like they just yeah. rap or they just sing. Yeah, 100%. And they're kind of just doing it mm-hmm. uh, because they have a ton of fans and because yeah. they and the crowd will pull, like the crowd will carry it. You know? 100%. Yeah, yeah, almost no matter what at mm-hmm. that point. And I don't even have any specific examples, but dude, it's just so funny that you mentioned Cole because I've sat there for hours and just watched <laughs> those performances. Yeah. You know, I haven't seen him yet. I'd love to. Oh, dude, you have to go. I saw him in um, Barclay Center in Brooklyn too. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, that's, that's one where I'm like, okay. There's only so many people for over a hundred dollars a ticket that I would go to, <laughs> and him, it's like I would just throw down on the credit card and not worry about it. I'd be like, I don't really care. I mean, dude, if you don't mind a nosebleed, you you'll be able to get tickets under a hundred. Facts, a hundred yeah, bucks, yeah. dude, a hundred percent. That's so funny, man. So you had this once again. Most people know, but um, you kind of had this like. I don't want to say like rise to fame, but I would say internet uh, fame. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it happened when I was in high school. Uh, Brandon remembers your video, too. Anybody that would show the video, too, obviously, they know about your video, um, about this the Panda remix for people who are uh, interested in watching going that far back. But in terms of like, do you think about what your career would be like if that didn't happen? I'm on I'd probably still be doing the same shit, but I would probably wouldn't think of YouTube the same way. Especially now, like with TikTok and all these other platforms and stuff. But I mean I'd still be active on YouTube, but like that video I posted my birthday in July of seventeen, twenty seventeen. And then in August, I was on family vacation and I like got a notification on it. Still had like barely any views. It had like a hundred views. And I was just like looking at the video, looking at that little fucking skit I said in the beginning and all that. Like, yo, this shit is weird, bro. Like, how are my friends at school going to see this and like look at me the same? You know what I mean? Yep. And I was this close to deleting it. I was very close to deleting it. And then for some reason, I think I got distracted like always and just closed my phone up and yep. forgot about it. And then when November hit and I just, everything just started happening it was very sudden i have no idea what caused it but yeah that video was something i'll always have i'll I'll always talk about that's actually a really good lesson in there which is do not even in the first week or month of doing anything do not judge it don't judge it just let it roll you never know you literally never know man no so and i don't want the crux of this interview to be about that you know remix because you've talked about it a lot i mean obviously no, of course, that's yeah, yeah. The, anybody who's yeah. seen a podcast or interview with mm-hmm. me i've definitely spoken about it yeah i mean naturally right like if you you're not you know you are that in the street when somebody sees of you course. and they rec- yeah, yeah. do you get recognized have you gotten yeah. re- really that's yeah. awesome man. i mean it's not like I, I i could go to the mall i can go to the movie theater or whatever 
You're like, not J. Cole. Yeah, but, nah, like, I'm but, not but getting people mobbed. have mentioned it is what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People that didn't know you. They're like, are you that music? Yeah. Or are they like, are you the, what's, and they yeah. try to figure it yeah. out. <laughs> There's also been times like the other day in Target, and I have no idea if this person remembered, knew who I was, but I was standing in line at Starbucks, and this dude was walking by, and he like stared at me, and he like was fucking, and he was just like this, like confused, like thinking real hard, yeah. and I was just like, what the fuck is going on right now? Mm. And dude locked eyes with me the entire time as he was walking out of Target, and I think he wanted to say something, but he was just confused and wasn't sure. But yeah, saying that, it reminded me of it. It literally <laughs> just happened. Dude, any stories you got, fan stories, feel free to drop them in at any time. This is a podcast. We do it's what great. we want. But that's, a, yeah. So it's funny when people talk about that and like, it just must feel weird. It's like, uh, it's, you feel, it's like if you're a straight guy and you go into a gay bar. <laughs> now you feel how girls feel. <laughs> yeah. That's For real. Fair. All the time. Yeah. That's fair. Like you don't know. I've what never it's... been to a gay bar. Not that I have anything against I've, it. I've been to one. I've never been. You never been to one. Never been. I would say just go, just for to experience it. You probably want to go with a female. <laughs> yeah. I went with my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she so has too. a lot of gay friends, so like she's always like in that. I wouldn't have been there by myself. I don't yeah. think. But it's definitely different. But for real, it is like in the gym. You never know what it's like to be a girl in the gym if you're a guy. Yeah. Like for sure. You know, I give them that. <laughs> yeah. You know, but the thing with these chicks in the gym is like, okay. Dude, if you stared at that guy like he stared at you, he would fucking, he would like turn into nothing. He would disintegrate. Like if you were really that chick and you were like, all right, motherfucker, what's up? You just stared back. Dude, imagine creeping them the fuck. Like, cause they're all, ner- they're all yeah. like nobody. They just have no lives, you know? And I feel bad for him. I mean, I feel bad for if you're like following a chick around a gym. Like, Oh yeah. I mean, that's dude, what are you doing? You just, just do your set. Just do your set. Just do get your out of there. Set, man. Just get out of there. Imagine like that's your strategy. <laughs> that's like what you came up with because you watch like three Andrew Tate videos and you're like, dude, I figured it out, bro. Oh my God, dude, that's crazy. Sorry, I'm dropping too many. I'm, I'm not supposed to say this. I've had people be- have to pull their shit. Not from what I said, but. That's so funny. You probably have a manager. Don't fucking do that. Nah. Uh, <laughs> no. Don't, uh, a great topic, too. Um, no, I've had people be like, hey, man, I actually couldn't talk about that because I'm going to get my fucking thing. Whatever, yeah. or my job's gonna fire me or oh, something, something like, like that. that. We don't have jobs. It's great. Brandon, no job. <laughs> no this is a no job crew in here, dude. That ass. Sorry, sometimes I go on these little tangents when I'm like dude, love it. I'm love like, it. bro, if you were a chick and you just like went imagine if you like went and talked to the guy, like, sure, if it's a big intimidating guy, I totally get it. Those guys are barely ever doing that. It's always a weird <laughs> oh, little Yeah, and I mean it's scrawny dude who has nothing and <laughs> <laughs> You got something against him? <laughs> Well, that was me. That was me, bro. I know how to lift now. I learned how to work out a little bit. We're all right. But no, no, man. I never looked at the gym like that. I was like, I'm too serious about the gym for me to be like. Yeah. I've been getting into it recently. Yeah. I was going to ask you, man. Do you have any like, um, you like do any meditation or anything or like working out or like any mind or body exercises? Yeah, I've been actually, I've been going to the gym. I hired my buddy Dante Strickland. He's, um. Shout out. He played in the NFL. Oh. Um, yeah, he played. Oh, in, I know that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dante Strickland. He he was stupid nuts in high school, and he went to Syracuse. New Jersey? He was. Yeah, yeah. South Brunswick. South Brunswick. Yeah. Yeah, it was good vibes. I actually, back back in the day when I played, I was 5'7 <laughs> in high school, about 230, 35, like big boy. I was a meatball. But I was put in scout 
and <laughs> he's D1, has offers from all over the country already. Yep. I'm just playing scout linebacker, just having to fill the A-gap, and he's just running through me every play during fucking <laughs> <laughs> Every day during practice, like, I was, like, getting done with school, and I'm just like, all right, time to go get run over by fucking yeah. Dante, bro. Because <laughs> that was just, like, the job. But yep. the camaraderie hey. was dope. Football, football in high school was fun, yeah. regardless of if I fucking saw a single snap, but... Did you always play football? Did you do any other nah. sports growing up or anything? Yeah, I played soccer growing up. I was I was pretty competitive in soccer. And then I played baseball too. Um, football was something newer uh, because eighth grade came around. I was like, damn, Muhammad's a new one to my high school. And around that time, he was, he was going to the NFL. And I was like, all right, yep, I'm going to the NFL. I'm going to go figure it out. So I was like, fuck it, I'm yep. figured out. High school, uh, eighth grade came around and I'm just like, I don't have any IQ. I don't know how to fucking run a play. <laughs> yeah. I know nothing about fucking football and I'm surrounded by these kids yeah. who are all, all like pretty tough. Just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to just hang around, make some friends. And just well, you got him. thrown into the ringer, man, but you had to yeah. learn fast. Yeah, though. nah, for sure. And imagine like you're around D1, like fucking prospects. And it's like, you have to kind of get better at football, like yeah. faster, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. rather than if like you're the best guy on the team, you're kind of screwed. Like, <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. You just run everybody over. Yeah. No, that, uh, not a bad position yeah. to be in. And coach George, shout out coach George. He, he was, he didn't give a fuck if it was practice. If we were in game, you got to go hundred percent the whole time. So mm. like if I didn't, it was so funny, bro. If he didn't hit me, coach would be like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like fucking, mm-hmm. you got to fucking play. And then he would fucking crush me. This is the guy. <laughs> coach would be like, what are you doing? Yeah. You fucked him up. <laughs> this is the guy you yeah. hit. Yeah. But what the fuck? Uh, yeah. Dead ass. Funny, bro. Did you purposefully, time. so you mentioned you were a little, like, he- more heavy set. Oh, yeah. Dude, did oh. you purposely lose that weight oh. or did it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That so was so that was all you? Yeah, yeah. That took In like, high school? Uh, or no. after? No, no. Actually. Because you were, <laughs> yeah. I'll explain my fitness journey. So, basically. Beautiful. High school's about to end. I started, oh, I forget what it was called. I definitely did some keto shit. Mm-hmm. And I was just on like keto and I was just eating a lot of fucking meat and protein and shit. Lost a little bit of weight and I was like, cool, I'm chilling. Flew to LA and I was like, yo, in and out exists? I'm gonna fucking go there every day. And for like fucking like three months, if I was going to the studio, I'd go run, grab a burger. Yep. Studio session ended. Oh, I'm going in and out again. Because I'm an East Coast kid. I've never been around in and out and shit. Bro. I'm just. Yep. And I'm like, also, I just lost all this weight, bro. I'm chilling. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I'm not 235 anymore. You're like, that's not what's going to get me back yeah. or anything. Nah, uh, nah. I'm good. It, yeah. Once it's off, it's off, buddy. Yeah, dead ass. And then I just fucking got huge, dude. <laughs> Like four oh months, bro, God. straight in and out, fucked my life up. So funny. But it didn't like, I was just like, damn, I'm big now. I got to do it again. Yeah. Fucking lose <laughs> yep. all this shit. So then I started, um, at the time, my manager, we would go to Kobe Mamba Academy. Okay. In, I think it was Thousand Oaks. Was it, it was, boxing or something? Or? Nah, the Mamba Academy where, uh, that was Kobe's Kobe? gym. Oh, yeah, Kobe's okay. Gym. And like, there was like, some of the Rams players would practice or uh, work out there and there was mm. a bunch of training rooms and massages shit like that like it was real nice shit. so we had a personal trainer there and we were working out there together that's when like everything flew off and i was like damn like this is tough i was watching what i was eating as well mm. but yeah the, after that i've just been when i got home right before covid hit and shit because i was in la for a long time I came home and i was like fuck i gotta keep this shit up and then i hired my buddy dante and that's when pretty i've been the most consistent mm. with it for the longest time. What do you like to do? Do you like to run, lift weights? Fuck what, no, I don't like running. What like do you do? You so like any sort of fitness over another, or I like I like 
I'd rather do like, I wouldn't say hit training, but I okay. like, I like feeling cardio while I'm lifting. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I'm yep. like, I like doing the supersets and shit mm-hmm. like that. Like that, that's my thing. I, I fuck like with endurance lifting. Yeah, exactly. Cause you can yeah. still build yeah. muscle as long as you're progressively overloading and shit. hundred percent. But like being able to feel your heart rate up like that, especially if you work out early in the morning, it's like. You feel it's unstoppable for the rest of the day. Is that normally when you're working out too, yeah. like earlier? Yeah, I'm, like I'm, I'm a night. I'm a night guy. I'm like six, seven at night. Oh, word. When I work out, but okay. I'm, you know, well, I guess maybe you might be standing more than me. I'm mostly sitting during the day, so I actually wish I was standing more, bro. I have a desk at home, and I wanted to figure out a way that I can make it a standing desk. Yeah, my back is fried because of that shit. Sitting yeah, you gotta do that. And like, I find myself hunched over working and shit. It's yep. like ah. Gotta fix my back. No, oh, so there's one yoga stretch that has cured my back problems. I, I'll try. I'll have to show it to you <laughs> after because I can't. Yeah. I don't know the name, and I definitely can't explain how to do it because <laughs> I'm I'm good at it now, but I don't even know what stretch it is because I would do yoga and I would do it for like an hour and then it just whittled down to yeah. just one stretch. Oh, really? A day, yeah. Wow. But that one's a game changer. So I'll show you. I'll show you that. Also. The fucking Theragun thing's pretty good. Oh, love that thing. That yeah, helps I me, that. for sure. I've also been doing cold plunges. H- how's that? I fucking hate it, mm-hmm. but I love it at the same time. Me and my buddy Gabe, we do it every Monday and Thursday. We're like working our way up. Mm-hmm. But like starting in the winter was just the hardest thing ever. So outside are you doing it? Yeah, yeah. So, so, I so you a, have a tub I thing? I bought or? a tub from Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Like a big like one They're of those They're selling so many of those There's right so now, bro. Many. Yeah, yeah, that cup, sure. That Rubbermaid is yeah. ba- making yeah. so it's much like, money. It's one of those metal ones. It almost yep. looks like something you oh, see on a farm. Oh, it's a, a farm. It's a cow yeah, trough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's exactly what it is. Filled it with hose water overnight. Let it go two nights. Froze over. Knocked the ice with a hammer. And bro, like, I think the first time I did it, I stayed in there for like 30 seconds. And when I got out, your hands ever been freezing cold and you go to send a text oh, and it's 100%. like slow motion. That felt like that through my whole body. After like, you've worked out, after like working everything outside. Everything was yep. just like, oh my God, am I going to make mm-hmm. it to the house? Like I was fucking chalked. Do, do you feel like mentally a little bit better after? Or like You feel like nothing could have woken you up more. Yes. Because you're just like, your body like instantly starts tingling i'm just doing the after the end at the end of the shower i just do cold, water. cold at yeah. the end i used to do the cold showers which is another animal not yeah. as bad i don't think as the plunge maybe but it's more pro- well i guess it's the same shit yeah but i just i didn't want to do it every day i was just like i don't want to do yeah it that's why day. i was like yo mondays thursdays we'll lock it in mm-hmm. i'm actually about to do it tonight <laughs> so do you do any like breathing when you're doing that? You're supposed to just like yeah. let it happen, right? Nah, like, you ever heard spo- of Wim Hof? Yeah, so that's what where I found out about the. Uh, well, I do his breathing. I just haven't yeah, done the yeah. cold. Dude, that shit. I've been doing his out. breathing for. I mean, the fact that I could hold my breath for like two and a half minutes if I like practice is wild. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Crazy. It's wild as fuck. When I first, I like did like the walkthrough on YouTube of that, mm-hmm. and I was just like doing the shit, and I, my whole body started like fucking buzzing. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But it's saying like, hold your breath. And then when you breathe out and then you have to hold that, it's like, what the fuck? What am I doing? Oh, dude, if you want to f- get messed up, dude, <laughs> just look up the Wim Hof breathing on YouTube yeah. and just do, follow it. Just, just follow, follow it. it. And you're like, who is this guy, yeah. bro? And dude, it literally makes you feel like you're under the influence. Dude, of- he hiked to Mount Everest with no shoes and no shirt, bro. <laughs> if you don't think it works. <laughs> yeah. I, so I was at, so I went, <laughs> bro. 
imagine that yeah. you're 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 there dude you spent your whole life you're going on your bucket list right mount everest yeah. i'm gonna hit it you're like halfway up about to die and then wim hop what's going on how you doing? and he just yeah. flies yeah, past dude. you dude and you're like i'm gonna die right here yeah, dude. and the last thing i just... saw was this guy yeah. with no shoes yeah, nah. They probably already think Crazy. they're dead at that point. They're probably like, dude, you gotta be what is going on? Tripping balls <laughs> yes. up in the Himalayan dude. Oh my god, isn't that where it is? I don't. Even I have know. no fucking clue. <laughs> Literally, bro. The Kush was the, anywhere. The Kush Mountains are real though. Kush Mountains? That's where Kush is from. What? Yeah. So my cousin grows. He's a like a real grower, like a for a job. Mm-hmm. And so he was explaining that yeah. shit on the podcast. Kush. Kush Mountain Range is in India. India. That's where Kush is from. India. Kush. Oh, Kush is just like a strain of weed? Or uh, Kush is just... See, that I don't remember. Oh, well, what it is, it's the plant. Is Kush weed? It's, te- that's what yes. you, you mean, okay? Yes, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, it is weed. Okay. And it's the type of, it's like those type of strains are grown in India. Oh, and okay, that, okay. So if you have a plant that, whatever, has that sort, is in that family, mm-hmm. it's from the Kush. Like, if you have a Kush, that's from the original Kush. Oh, but it's I just see, been breeded like a thousand times. Ah, I see. I see. But it's a real place, is what I'm word, saying. Because everybody's yeah, like, crazy. "Oh, bro, it's a good Kush." It actually might not be Kush. Yeah, it actually yeah. might be fucking Sensimilia or some <laughs> shit. I don't know. I listen to some, too much Sublime, but you know, that's me. <laughs> that's funny, dude. It's crazy, man. So you manage yourself with your as of music, right, now. right? Yeah. So are you like, how do you how, how do you like that versus having because you've done both? What's the differences? <sighs> it's definitely a different. I view my career a little differently. I don't, I feel way more responsible. I feel way more in need of staying on top of things and remembering things that are very important that I need to remember. Even like the little things. It's like if something would come up and I'd hit my manager about it at the time, I'd be like, whatever, hit him up. He'll check in with me. I'll check in with him. And like, you know what I mean? Like it would go back and forth. But like having nobody in that same way is definitely a, something to what is the word adjustment it's mm-hmm. a big adjustment yeah but i enjoy it because i do feel a little bit more fulfilled i feel like i'm able to especially with the flood i've been trying to do this for a really long time and i've worked with distribution companies that weren't with the idea and it's like that's like cool and like maybe it doesn't work you know what i mean like maybe doing the flood is something which is mm. what i'm doing now but like maybe that's not what works but i feel so i've felt so compelled to do it for a long time so at this point, I don't give a fuck what happens with it. I'm just doing it because I feel like it's like I have to do it. I've wanted to for too long. So I'm pulling the trigger on it. And whatever happens, I can roll with the punches, you know? And I want to get that to to that, but I don't want to do it just yet. Huh. But I do want to dive in. Like before we wrap the episode, I want to go all the way into the flood and like oh, what yeah. that is and why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. But when you say like distribution company, do you mean like DistroKid or like who, what's a distribution company to you? Like, um, what is that? What do you mean when you say that? Like, uh, who's I working with? Like a promo me? thing? Like, what no, is it? No, no, no. I'm it's like, basically, to, yeah. so like Republic Records has like a sub thing called Imperial. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they're, they're not a, I don't, I don't know. It's if like a pseudo record label kind it, of, yeah, right? Like, but so it's, you, a dis- it's only okay. distribution. So you they can give sign, you in they sign your content, but they don't sign you. Yeah, exactly. Kind of. Like, okay, got I it, signed got a deal it. where I got an upfront, like, mm-hmm. like a what the fuck advance. advance. I got an advance. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. And then they got a hundred percent of my royalties until that uh, advance recouped. And I was like, you know what? Cool. You guys are under Republic. They run radio. Yeah. So you've done shot. that before. Yeah. No, I was okay, with them for cool, a while. Cool, cool, I dropped cool, cool. the album with them. Oh, dope. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it was a good learning experience. It didn't change as much in my career that I expected it to. I feel like it's important to also know. No matter what, there's no right way. There's no, there's nothing that's going to be like, 
this is going to work. This is the only way type shit. Because dude, you hear so many stories. There's so many people that blow up in different ways and they have one song that'll blow up at this time. And then 10 years later, they have another song that hits and it's like a whole new breath of fresh air that they have. Yep. And at that time they've grown so much since the first time you heard them. It's like, this is like yep. where the moment was meant, you know? And mm. I don't know, like doing all of this and like working with distribution companies and having those experiences definitely shaped the way I view everything and shit. You know, it's really interesting. And yeah. And yeah, it's not like, I mean, that album did numbers too. It did well. I mean, I, I just saw the Spotify numbers today, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, it's great. Like, so that worked, you know? Um, yeah, and yeah. It's, it, it did, it did work in certain ways and not yes. in others that I would have expected. Do you know what I mean? For but, any artist listening, but you know, and it's like, I'm not really targeting the artist crowd like solely because I really love doing this podcast and talking about anything <laughs> as we do. But yeah. I'll just say this, the artists that I know, that are either make a living from music and have over 400,000, maybe over a few hundred thousand monthly listeners like yeah. yourself. Three or four of them I've interviewed on this show. Others that I just know, they all do music full time. So yeah. if that's not a causation, that's at least a correlation. Yeah. You know? And so that's fair. There's a lot of people, even myself, dude, like I've been doing music as long as you have. But I haven't prioritized it. I went and like built a business and yeah, yeah. I just took like three years to do that. So I'm like, now I'm coming back to it where I'm like, oh, I get it. They looked at music, how I looked at my business. Yeah, hundred percent. I was like, oh shit. Okay. You just apply or even this podcast, like this has always been on the side for me. But now I'm like, oh, okay. I could have just done the podcast. Like I just look at, oh, I just ended up doing this, but I could have done any of these things. Yeah. But I think people are in like no mode, dude. I think they're in like. Yeah, it's like Lack I could do this. Mode. I could do that. Yeah, no, soup. Yeah, that's I at least fact. went in on one thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that—that's it. Keeps you busy. It keeps you motivated. It keeps you fulfilled. Like that's the thing, especially when you're building something from the ground up. No matter what it is, mm. it's like if you if you put your time into it and like you make sacrifices and you live by it, you feel so much better. You feel like a completed version of yourself. And like even if you don't. Mm. As you keep going, you learn something that's like, damn, that filled that void or that filled like yep. this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You learn to love yourself because you're going through so much tribulation and winnings, like winnings by yourself yeah. and like feeling that shit and going through that within yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't. The feeling, it's kind of crazy to think about because I feel like a lot of people kind of underestimate this, but the feeling of doing, of knowing you're doing the thing, even if it's not working for me, it's so much better than doing the wrong thing, even if it is working. Yeah. No, that's facts. That is such facts. And I've lived with that too. Like you do certain things for certain reasons and then like you look back on it and it's like, fuck, like that's not me. Like that wasn't me. But now I've, I have that representation if people see this or hear this, you know what I mean? And it's, that's like the thing too is the more you share, the more people have to either hold against you or to learn about you. So it's like, it's a bittersweet because you could say something and mean it like wholeheartedly and it get twisted because that's just the way it Happening goes. A lot and then now. everybody, everybody who's seen that mm -hmm. will have that pre-existing like, what is a notion of you? Mm -hmm. So it's like, they'll have the idea in their head. Exactly. And then it kind of just, mm -hmm. that's it. Like if, yep. you know, it sucks, but oh, the thing about hip hop too and rappers is like, I think a lot of people or, you know, listen, like Gary Vee has shoved this down everybody's throat, so I'm not going to be the guy to like keep it, keep it going. But the fact that a lot of people are not willing to live at their parents' house, they're not willing to not have a nice car or like a car, like a flat, they're not willing to not flex. And I think a lot of that is going on too. Like I fucking lived on 
nothing running the business, running the, oh, you yeah, know. Oh, of course. Li- just fucking, there's highs, there's lows, you know, but no. you know how it is. We're freelancers, yeah. you know? I mean, That's the real. thing, too. Like, I've always viewed it as, like, if I'm living at my parents' house, but I'm chilling, I'm able to save, I'm able to travel freely, I'm able to go do whatever I want and, like, always have a place to come back to without worrying about spending a bunch of money. I'd rather do that without my own place and being able to say I have my own place than be having my own place struggling to fucking keep it up and then also like holding up this image of like I'm chilling like no worries like I got it like I'm chilling yeah. you know what I mean like that seems so much worse yeah <laughs> and it's so much more it does ass. and it's not like you couldn't do that it's not like you have to do it or you have to like yeah, if exactly. I wanted it's to I could thing. go get an apartment like and the other side it's like if I wanted to I could go get an apartment right now like I would be okay I'd make do it would be fine Yeah. but on the other side it's like I can literally like multiply this money I'm getting by reinvesting it in things that I'm doing or improving myself or improving the business or music or podcast or in your case, improving your music, getting better promotion or whatever it might be. That money towards rent doesn't multiply. It disappears. Yeah, for sure. So, and like, there's also like the situations where like people aren't in a situation where they can stay at home with their parents. hundred percent. That's like, no, I think we're both fucking definitely blessed. I mean, I I don't know where you live right now, but I live in South Brunswick and like, that's like been my home since Mm. I was born. I also, South Brunswick's like very diverse and there's a lot of different types of people and different cultures and stuff. And I've seen, and I've also lived in the less expensive and the poorer areas of South Brunswick. And it's like, sometimes like you can't just leave, but you also can't stay. And it's like, what the fuck does somebody do there? And then that's like, if you're still staying at home, you got to just fucking push and keep working to put everybody on, you know, that's like the mentality. A hundred percent. And when anybody says to you or me or anybody or Brandon or anybody like, Oh, like how did you do this or whatever? It's like a lot of people are not willing to set up their thing in their room, not willing to set up a podcast studio in their garage. Like the setup, everything has to be, perfectly placed yeah or they well the classic one is i need to be in a studio because it's not for the song austin it's for the video of me doing the song and and this whole thing of things that never mattered yeah like the only thing the one thing that you did was put out a fucking song you know what i'm saying like you made the song you recorded it with what you had tripod like that (laughs) exit literally Fucking put it to a beat that you download the instrumental off YouTube. Yep. Okay, that's how we found it. I've done a few remixes too. And you just put it out, dude. But the end product, you didn't fuss over the end product. You just, I'm putting it out. You yeah. know? And that's that's like that. I tell, I was even at this event on Saturday. And there's artists who, you know, I'm not like too crazy far along, but I've just been doing it for a little while. So I've seen yeah. a lot. I'm telling them, I'm like, this is going to be my new rule, dude. My The rule of 100, right? Like 100 performances, 100 songs, 100 podcasts, 100 anything. Yeah. Before you really start to get the flow, motherfuckers want 1,000. They want to be Logic and Drake who have five, 6,000 songs. Yeah. But you've made three. Yeah. You know, it's crazy, man. Yeah. No, that's, you're speaking facts. That's when true. did you um get into, were you writing your own music around the time with the remixes oh, yeah. as well? Yeah. And you were I'd, releasing that. Yeah. yeah I'd. I've had like help with like hooks and like there's been writers in the studio that I've worked in and mm. shit like that. But like for the most part, a lot of what I've put out, especially in the earlier days was all written by me. Were you making beats too? Nah, were you finding beats? I didn't start making beats until 2019. And so is that most of your production now is your own beats or? Nah, I mean, yeah, I guess I could say that, but also like I have a bunch of songs that are 
coming up and shit that are also like with other producers and stuff. How do you find the beat? Like, do people come to you and DM you? And um, is I've it just friends. a little bit of everything? Yeah. Yeah. I've made friends in LA and like, they'll either hook me up with somebody that'll send me a pack or even like being online, hit up a producer that I find, think there's dope. See if they can send me one. But mm-hmm. yeah, for the most part, or like even I've had beats that I've made and then we'll send it to a friend and be like, yo, if you hear anything, add something, yeah. you know, shit like that. Sorry to interrupt. Just a quick message from our sponsor, Podcast Principles. We help people launch, build, and grow their podcasts. So if that's something you're looking to do, whether it's to your new audience or to a current audience, we're here to help. Hit that link in the show notes on whichever platform you're on to speak directly with me. Okay, back to the episode with AK. That's a perfect transition because that's also what I wanted to talk about. So how old were you when you were contemplating... How does the decision to move to LA happen for you? Like, what's that time frame? I never, I never fully moved out to LA. Okay. I was staying with my manager at the time. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like when I would go out there, I mean, I would stay out there for four or five months at a time. Okay. And I so would like, you, basi- I, I mean, basically live there, live there. Yeah. Yeah, without like, permanent, it's like people who live in Puerto yeah, Rico exactly. or you were a snowbird for yeah. LA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's like, I would just go over there, do my thing, meet new people, network and uh, get in studios and shit. But um, yeah, I would stay out there for four or five months, fly home, stay home for a month or two, go back. But it was what I noticed when I was going back and forth, what was really important for me that I didn't realize at the time. When I was in LA, I was asking mad questions. And like, and when I was in LA too, I wasn't really recording my own shit in, my, in the room that I was in. It wasn't really treated right. It didn't have like, and if I was to record anything, it sounded like shit. And I knew that there were studios that I didn't have to pay for at my fingertips if I ever wanted it's because I was with certain producers that had the hookup. But when I was there, I would ask so many questions when we were in the studio. I was pretty fucking annoying, especially to Goldman. Shout out Goldman. He would answer all my questions. I would fucking be hovering over him. Like I'd be in the booth record and then I'd jump out and like watch him like mix and shit. And he wasn't using Logic. He was using Pro Tools and Ableton for the beats. Which is like another level. Yeah, from, another yeah. level. Yeah. But like with Logic, I learned a lot also just from like seeing what he was doing. Like dragon face. The plugins look the same yeah, too. Yeah, plugins look I mean, the same. They're just in different yeah. spots, like asking them what plugins do what. And that just kind of, when I got home, when I would be in LA doing that for four or five months, I would go back home and be like, have my own setup, my room set up. It's all good. And then I would just start. Uh-huh. And I would just apply everything that I learned from that big chunk of time back when I was home. And then if I had questions, I'd call him like, yo, how do I EQ the vocal? Like, what exactly is your shit? And he would fucking tell me. And that's like not something that's common is people telling you their plugins and vocal chains and all that shit, but he hooked me up. So were there any notable um, like experiences in LA that were really like different for, or I guess, I don't know what other word to use to describe that, but anything that stands out to you that you'd want to talk about? I just feel like <laughs> there was one time I went to, you know, you know, Scott storage. Okay. Yeah. Bro. So I had a session with him and I went to his house. Oh my God. Yeah. And this I is crazy. crazy. I walked this into his crazy. house I'm with my manager. He stayed. We go into the studio that like all those videos are in. So I'm like, holy fuck, like, I'm in this fucking dude's house. He's like fucking legend. Dude, like, I'm living this through you right now while you're telling me. <laughs> so I'm not, nah, dude, it's crazy. I'm sitting down. I'm like, word. He started, I played him a couple songs. He's like, it was funny because he really, his favorite that I played was one that I had more melody on. And I was like, oh fuck. And that was at the time I wasn't really doing melody like that. I was just dabbling. And he told me that one was the favorite. And then he played me this beat that had a crazy, like, I think it was like a xylophone type melody. And I was like, yo, that's the one. 
So he played it. His producer added drum. His other boy added drums to it. And then I'm writing, and he's like, "You want to go see my weed bar?" So I'm like, "Cool." <clears throat> Walk out of the studio. He walks me around the house. We're on the balconies, like giving me like some game, just telling me to stay away from the bad shit. You know what I mean? Because of his experiences and stuff. Mm-hmm. Hearing it from him, it was crazy. But then we go to the weed bar. <laughs> He's got fucking everything. He's got cocoa nugs and shit. You ever heard of cocoa nugs? It's like chocolates no. that look exactly like buds of weed. Oh. And he sells them in jars, but it's just chocolate. And he had, like, had that shit oh going. Oh, my God. So he's dude. showing me that, whatever. And then he asked me, like, hey, like, where's your manager at? Like, I just want to talk to him about, like, everything from before. I'm like, uh, he's just outside. He goes, talks to him. He's like, so, like, I just want to make sure I get that upfront payment before we really start. My manager was like, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> Dude, I thought the producer, like when I was to put out the song that we did, the upfront fee was going to be eight grand. No communication was had to where bro wanted eight grand for the session to show up. And then it would be like another eight when the song was to be released. And then, like, yeah. oh. so I was like, yo, Scott, you're a legend. I appreciate this opportunity so oh much. Oh my God. But I don't have that money, bro. Like, I thought this was just like on some shit. Yeah, and then if that's we never work, at all how yeah. I've worked with producers. 100%. Like I had sessions with Jimmy Duvall, fucking Cash Money AP, and like never like even like mm-hmm. through distributions and shit like that. And I was like, never happened. So we didn't expect that. We thought it was clear in the emails and shit. But like that happened, and then I ended up just leaving, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I mean, was he like put off at all, or was he like? Oh, he told oh, me, it's bro, cool. like it's all good. Like, don't worry about it. I mean, bro. he's. Like, I just it's not it. like he's hurting at this point. I think he at one point was kind of a little down and shit. out, but I don't. I know. mean, I don't know nothing about like allegedly. The de- yeah, knows? the depths of it, but like, yeah, nah. There was a point in time where he was worth like a hundred million. I do. You must have been on a fucking high after that, no matter what. Oh, bro, yeah. I would have made I mean, it, went home and made me. nine <laughs> songs, bro. I've been writing in the car, like. Dude, he fucking, I was like, bro, what is going on? Dude, he's showing you, me his weed bar and shit. But like, you watched him play piano right there, yeah. dude, and he's like, ding, 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 and yeah, he's doing he his shit. It and oh, my God. It, and then the, his, his homie put drums on it, and we were just chilling, vibing. Dude, oh, my but God. Yeah, yo, that was crazy. I'm just taking that, that ass, in, dude. But yeah, crazy. Holy shit. I had to shit. leave. So, I was like no, so you, hype and shit, and then I was like, you know what? I had to be real with him. I was like, I, dude, I would have called. I, I, I would have called grand. an aunt or, or an uncle. <laughs> no, uh, none of my aunts or uncles are giving me eight grand. I was bro. gonna. Uh, I'm <laughs> be able to yeah. try something. Yeah. Shit. Bro. I got a couple like friends of my parents type of thing. Who? Yeah. I don't know about my family too. Maybe if I really needed it, but oh yeah. my god, I would have been like. I was bummed. Yeah, I think my credit one of my mo- my highest credit card limit's like seven grand or something. You know, it's like I we I couldn't even do that if I if I wanted to be so financially irresponsible, I yeah. couldn't even do it. Yeah, that's amazing though, man. Yeah, it was cool just for that motivation of Storch, yeah. baby. Yeah, and He's it was like legend. right around the time where Flute Song came out by Russ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had just put that out and oh, that's what oh Storch is on that. Yes, yeah, Storch produced that one. So when did you find Russ? Was that a while back or? Yeah, that was sophomore year. My buddy Marco showed me pull the trigger. I was in math class. I was put on a rust by females because oh, yeah. of the music video. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. But yeah, nah, that um uh, that song was crazy. It was mad different. Didn't mm-hmm. sound like anything I heard. Beat was mad simple. It was just like it was just something fresh. I, I love the fact that I love I know a lot of people don't like this, but I like that he sh- screenshots all his numbers and all his payouts and all that shit. I think that's Bro, motivation. as an artist, that shit's so fucking dope. Mm. It's like, dude, you can turn 
a catalog of 50 songs into 500 G's a month? Yeah. Just Spotify? And it's no merch? Is no it, Apple Music? Your nothing? old music is making you money every single fucking it's day crazy. and you like, made it one time. You uh, don't have to do any extra work now. Yeah, man. And like the way he did it with the label where he sold only a portion of his songs for the for the There's Really a Wolf album, keeping the rest of his catalog so when the Wolf album Oh, dropped, I don't know about this. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's the story. Yeah. He sold... Like he had what was it eleven albums before? Yeah, something like like currency level of amount. Yeah, 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 crazy amount. But when he dropped the album, and he sold, I guess I assume because on the source it says that it's under Columbia. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. what is it? Uh, What they want? Pull the trigger and fuck. What's that one that everybody knows? Losing control. Control. Losing control. Yeah. So those were all on the album, and then he dropped the album, and then he fucking blew up, right? And then especially with what they want. That was a number one, mm-hmm. but that label had the album. That's cool and all, but he still produced and mixed it, mastered it. So he was still getting royalties from it, but all the music prior, the label had no hands on. So all the trickle down streams and shit mm-hmm. were just mm-hmm. flooding into just Russ's catalog. So then he was just getting fucking cashed out. Dude, he was getting cashed out, which is <sighs> such a, it was, so, he had the leverage. Mm-hmm. He had all the catalog built. He said, if we sign, you're not wiping my shit and we're starting from scratch. Cause that's usually what they do. Yep. Like that's not happening. Like I already got 2,500 people to pull up at a show in Philly and 1,500 to show up in New York. Like I could do this on my own. What is the label going to do? So he just went into there with all the leverage. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, and the videos too, and the podcast or whatever that was of him like sleeping in the basement, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, with Kid Super, with Kid Super, man, or just yeah, him and his boy in his fucking parents' house, just like all right, getting Chinese food again. Let's yeah. split this Chinese food <laughs> yeah, one ass. meal a day. Yeah, you know, on some artist shit because you just smoke and drink coffee, so you don't fucking <laughs> you eat like one time and then you just forget to eat. <laughs> Like, you're not lying, bro. Dude, for real, that's how it fucking goes. And I gotta force myself to be like, okay, I gotta eat, dude. Yeah, I'm working. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, his come up is so inspiring. I mean, I think to anybody, I think he's really interesting too because you have the general public that knows about him, but they don't understand what he's like to artists. Yeah, of course, of course. And that's the same with like, I don't know, like you even think like sports. Like, I didn't understand why people gave a fuck about golf at one point. Like, what the fuck? People are just, like, hitting a ball with a stick in the middle of the woods. Like, <laughs> yep. yeah, the view's pretty, but what the fuck is actually going on? Yeah. But then you go and try to play, and it's like, what the fuck? This is so difficult. And, like, I fell in love with it because I'm like, yo, I got to learn how to hit this ball good because, like, <laughs> yep. these motherfuckers are, like, hitting draws and fades and You're shit. You're like, like, there's a nine, there's yeah. a six. What the fuck is this? Yeah. But, like, I had, not that I didn't have respect for golfers, but it's mm. like, you don't know why people fuck with golf like it's, that, dude. It's unless race, you try. It's race car drivers. It's the same thing. I drive. These people drive. Yeah. Driving. No, not <laughs> the same. Not the same. You're you got right. that respect. Are you? So do you have a set of clubs and shit? Do you yeah. play? Yeah, 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 yeah. My, but all my friends are into it. Even my dad got into it. So I was like, okay, I have to. Yeah. And now when it gets warm out, like I just have a little tent back there, and I just hit the ball into the tents just so I can practice. Yeah. I mean, I can hit the ball. Now where it's gonna go? <laughs> fucking, that's another story. That's but. fair. What do you shoot? Oh, I don't even know, dude. I played golf one time. That's yeah, fair. I don't know. That's what fair. about you? Do you know? Oh, like high eighties. Okay, like eighty-eight, eighty-six. So my other producer, Tret, he's a golf. Like he knows golf pretty good, so he'd be able to fucking yeah. He's pretty good at it. Like okay. every time I swing, he's like no, 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 and he just really? has to show me again. Like I'm very novice. I'm very novice. No, that's fair. Yeah, dude, a lot of people are. I mean, if you shoot a hundred, you're still like way below average. And it's wild because it's you can drink beer, which I think is the <laughs> best yeah. part. I only got into it because of COVID. It was the mm. only thing you could do because it was like you could stay. Oh, f- for real, for yeah, real. Yeah, you could stay six feet apart. Yep. All the courses were open. You had to walk, but 
That's, that's yeah. That's how I got into it. A little cardio. Yeah. Walking's actually not as bad as you think if you haven't done that ever. I've dude. I uh, oh walking the course. Yeah. No, I've only done the like I said. I've only been on a real course. I just drive. Drive. Yeah. And go to Top Golf. That's about all I've done. But this year's my year. Like I have that's clubs. It. I'm buying my shoes. Two, three. Dude, it's happening, bro. We should get out there. We'll get out there one Dude, day. Dude, that would be sick. We got some nice places out here. Oh, yeah. I can, I'm sure. But up north. Make a day out of it or something. Okay. Yeah. I've, yeah. Uh, I played in the Shannon Valley, which is in Hillsboro. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, nah, that course is crazy. Yeah, course course is wild. Like Trump is crazy. That one's pretty crazy. Right, the, the, the Bedminster or something Yeah, like that? the Bedminster one. I've never been. Looks that good. That's like 300 Gs a year. My buddy was a caddy there, dude. Oh. <sighs> Dude, Ivanka, he fucking caddy no for Ivanka. No way. Yeah, bro. dude. What? For real. Yeah. Dude, he needs to come in. He's a pro golfer. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's you know, he's like a club pro, but he's yeah. professional. Like, he does. Damn. He's not PGA, but he's like getting there for yeah. sure. Yeah. He's great, man. I mean, he was the first one. I've just been slowly taught golf. Like, I literally have been microdosing golf for like five years. Just like <laughs> one person here, one person yeah. there. But yeah. His name's Dan O'Rourke. He's amazing, dude. He's incre- incredible at golf. And yeah, he taught me how to putt. Then my other friends taught me how to drive, and yeah. that's just one thing. YouTube, bro. YouTube is that shit. Me and my dad are out there, and we're just getting pissed off, dude. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like hitting it like, like every time, and yeah. he's like, fucking shit. <laughs> dude, you know, fucking bitch. He never played. He hasn't played a sport in however long, yeah. man. I mean, yeah, yeah all funny. that shit. Or you ball with your friends, and you're like, my ankle's fucking destroyed. <laughs> like, yeah. we can't do anything now. Yeah, no, that's fair. How old are you now? Twenty three. Okay, I'm 24. Oh, word up. Around that same. You graduated high school in 16 or 17. 17. 17. I got the even number, man. I'm sorry about that. Uh, I got OCD, so I like that. (laughs) That's fucking, man. Yeah, that shit's weird. I got to have the car radio on like an even number. I don't know. Really? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. No, I can do it. Like, I'll live. Because you can split it in half. Is that why? Well, just it's even. I don't know. It's even. Like, it just looks. If you have 19, why don't we just put it on 20? No, that's fair. I have the same mindset, I think. Yeah, that's. Just That's very fair. Why not? Round up. Yeah. Round up. What about 15, though? 15 not. Fives are cool. Multiples of fives and Five. twos. Yeah. Dude, we're uncovering cool. everything yeah, today, no, dude. Because <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm a 15, 25, 35. Exactly. Exactly. You got the... No, I'm not going to tell people what car you have because they're not going to know what car you have. I'm a car person, so... Oh, yeah? Yeah, not good to go into that. with. Well, you had your rapper mobile back in the day. You know? Oh, yeah. I had a couple of rapper mobiles. Oh, no shit. Oh, yeah. And my first car was a 96 Grandma Gold Toyota Camry. Bought from my grandma. Perfect. 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. It fucking... There was a crazy storm that hit and i was delivering pizzas in it and the road was like this it was like a like a little bit of a bowl there was water up to like the window but I, there was no other way to get back to the pizza shop so i just backed up and fucking floored it with this fucking car oh my god dude, dude. water everywhere in so, south brunswick oh yeah it was nuts it was the craziest shit ever parking lots had water to the windows on cars it was crazy did it, was, it but it worked yeah, but it fucked my shit up for like a really long time until I got a new car. Did it like lock it up? Did it still no, drive? No, no, I got through. I delivered the pieces uh, rest of the day. They cleared up the water. I was chilling. <laughs> but like You're, after that, every time I'd be at a light, it would go. Uh, yeah, your air filter was wet and dude, shit. Some, yeah. some, it was everything suck, was, dude, so it was sucking water through that. <laughs> See, that's Toyota for you, bro. You hi, you can't even oh, hydro lock that shit if you. That's what it's called, the hydro lock. Oh, okay. Yeah, so when you get water in your engine, when water goes in where the air is supposed to go in, that's called hydro lock. Oh, I and see. then what you do is you pull the spark plugs out and crank the engine, and all the water po- comes out. 
Oh, so you didn't do that. So you probably had a little bit of water in there uh, and it just stayed in there and it had to burn itself up. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's damn. I've worked on a few like or you just get a flood car, you know, and then you're <laughs> like or like they're really cheap. Like if you want to cheap, like people are scared of buying cars with like salvage titles because, you know, they might have flood damage like that or, mm-hmm. you know, but if you like if the proper precautions are done. Yeah, you can get fair. like a cheaper car that was like maybe it was in a flood and it smells a little bit. Yeah. But, like that Seinfeld episode where yeah. he tries to... I don't know if you watched Seinfeld. No, no, no. No, he never, never watched seen, it? I mean, I've seen yeah. it, but not like... not like. I've never actually been like crazy into shows. The one show I've watched like full through, Dexter and Lucifer. I watched those two. That's funny, huh? Those are the only Dexter's shows my watched. shit. Oh, Dexter's a good one. He's a fantastic. Crazy. The second one's not as good, but it's worth second. to watch. Second Dexter, they did oh, another. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, like not, as good. Not, not as good. Not as good. It kept my attention long enough, yeah. but I don't. I didn't keep going with it. You didn't so, see the whole thing? You didn't watch it till the end? I don't remember, dude. I don't fucking remember. That's I may have watched the first season. I don't know if it kept going after that or what. Mm-mm. I don't think so. So, no. I'm not a show. I watch podcasts. I don't know. What That's do, fair. Yeah. So, you like... Yeah, this is what I wanted to get into as well. What's your like day to day like? Like, when do you do you like wake up early? Do you have like a schedule? Yeah, I've been trying to do more. I've been time boxing. Mm-hmm. You know, time boxing. It's yeah. like you write the time it'll take to do this activity, and then you like block it out. Yeah, when the next time hits and you got a new task, no matter where you're at in the first thing, you start the next thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like you learn as you do it to like estimate how much time something will take. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. Um, I wake up depending on when Dante hits me up, whether we're working on the morning or the afternoon, but I usually try to get up. I'm always up before 10. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But like on a good week, I'll be up at like seven all days and then start my day, whether it's go to the gym, come home, I'll make a shake or eat eggs or whatever. And then usually mm-hmm. I'll have, it depends if like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'll try to do like content or music. I'll just choose whatever days I'll do more of. It's like, Content, TikToks, YouTube shorts, all that, like, the short form shit. Do a whole day of that. And then the next day, and, like, edit the videos, too. Send them out if I need to get them edited otherwhere. Like, by, like, my homie or whatever. Tuesday will come. Just do music. Wednesday, content. Thursday, music. Friday, content. And just, like, keep. What about the weekends? Do you just enjoy, like, do you... Um, Weekends, weekends I'll I'll usually do music. But if I'm not, like, I'll play a round of golf or... Do nice. something to like kind of. Un- I'll, I'll always do something to unwind on the mm-hmm. weekends, whether it's playing poker with the friend with the homies and shit. But yeah, you got to do something just to yeah. get that. Because like when you're too far in it, and then you can't see anymore. Exactly. Like, oh, Not I've gone through me hating music and hating having to fucking do it every day. So what do you do if that happens? Stop. Just stop. I gotta take a step. Mm-hmm. I gotta take a step, or I'll just force myself through it if there's deadlines or like I have to do something. True. Yep. But if I can take, even if it's just a couple hours. I'll just stop. And usually if like I go back to it and I'm like still fuck this shit, I'll take a second again mm. and I'll just keep coming back to it. But like there's been times where fucking two, three weeks go by and I'm just like can't think of shit. Can't fucking, I don't yeah. feel like this urge to fucking do it. That's like I feel like everybody goes through it no matter totally. how much you love something. It's especially if it's a passion. It's like you got a love-hate relationship with it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Real quick. Can I use the bathroom again? Yeah, 100%. I gotta piss so bad. Um, Yeah, the door's open. You know where it is. Can open. you make your way in there? Yes, I could. I just All feel right. bad with this. Nah, you're good. Don't worry. Oh, dude, we have... I have this guy on who's like a recovered from heroin from with weed, like used oh, okay, weed yeah, for yeah. recovery. Yeah. Cool episode. And he just like... Some people get on here and they just burn down the whole time. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're passing me. I'll take a couple. 
but then I can't go too far in because yeah. I'll fucking what's going on yeah dude i thought that you were gonna tell me that you ripped weed with scott storch and then you couldn't record like right because you were oh, too high oh that would have been that's what up. i thought your story was gonna be first time i smoked in la i was with the reaction channel young lord xx and ak to canyon okay i've probably seen this them. was early yeah. on yeah, oh, yeah. okay yeah. it was it him and his brother the one dude had dreads that was um oh my goodness young lord that was young lord okay and his brother, A.K. to Cannon, who actually are from PA. Oh, okay. What's um, up? He would always be smoking. He'd always have like a bowl with him and he's smoking the videos and shit. Mm -hmm. So when I went, went there and I met them, I was like, all right, like I'll smoke with you guys. <laughs> yeah. Bro, passed out immediately, bro. Mm -hmm. I hit the shit. I was chilling. We were smoking in their apartment, vibing, hanging out, out of nowhere, greened out. <laughs> hit the ground, bro. Head first. Fuck my shit up. Just like I sat up, I'm leaning against the wall. I'm like, "What the fuck just happened?" He's like, "Yo, bro, you all right? You good, bro?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but what just happened?" Like I had no idea what the fuck was good. Sweating so much, sweat it all out, and they were like, "Nah, you're good, bro. It happens to the best of us." I'm like, "All right, bet." Like we're chilling. <laughs> Went to Seven Eleven, bought a bunch of candy. Yeah, I was still zooted. Oh, still zooted. One hundred percent. You just weren't on a different planet. Yeah, bro. You were it was the first time I smoked in L.A. It was the first time I smoked oh, in L.A. Weed, I didn't even realize it was California. Shit, fuck me up, bro. dude. Another dude. They have <laughs> passed out. Bro, so they're quick. smoking on interdimensional <laughs> fucking. This shit is from Mars, bro. Crazy, bro. I'm telling you, this Crazy. shit is on another fucking level. That's yeah. so funny, bro. Yeah. You're like. Yeah, bro, we're just chilling, doing our thing. No, it's happened to me many times, dude. I remember. Really, you greened out? That was uh, the only time I've ever like passed. I mean, out. maybe not, maybe a handful for me, but like not one. Definitely, maybe a few. So mm -hmm. I have one notable time. So, so this kid that I grew up with, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I won't name him because he probably doesn't want to be known for this. But yeah. you know, we kind of reconnected like years later. If that's okay. my f fucking neighbor's lawnmower, dude, I'm gonna. It's my dad. It's my dad. It's cool. <laughs> he knows I have a podcast. I texted him. I have a fucking podcast. <laughs> Oh, it's the snowblower. I can't be pissed. Snow. I was just so pissed because it made no sense for it, it to be snowing. a lawnmower. It is snow. It's snowing a little bit, yeah. Oh, we'll get you out of here, but... No, no, no worries. So, I'm going to my homie's house to... Okay, I used to have a business mm -hmm. before I had a real business, mm -hmm. and that business is legal now. So, I went to my friend's house to do some business, yeah. and uh, allegedly... And so he takes me up to his attic and it's like the classic like attic on top of the the highest level of the yeah. house and there's not even a window. In the little window. With the little drop yeah. down. And we're up there and I'm like, dude, this is like another, like this is like a chill, this is yeah. like a smoking room. You yeah. Know? And I come up and he goes, yo, you want to smoke this L? Bro, I'm talking this shit was. <laughs> massive. I mean, to me, it looked, it may have not been that massive in today's standard, but to yeah. me, it was massive, yeah. dude. And I'm smoking on this shit. I don't remember getting in my car, dude, but I do remember driving home. You drove home? Dude, I was driving home and I didn't, I couldn't, the horizon was moving. Like the, what I would look out my car and it seemed like a video game where like, the horizons moving, like circulating. I feel that. I was 15 like you minutes. You weren't getting closer to anything. No. Yeah. I was 15 minutes from my house. I've driven on this these roads, you know, probably 30, 40 times. Almost lost track of where I was, bro. Really? And this was just from this one shit. And that was some New Jersey shit, too. <laughs> but I remember, I, it must have just been too much for bro, me. Somebody put some other shit in that, bro. <laughs> Dude, I don't even want to know the times that that happened, bro. I don't yeah. fucking know. Good thing we overcame our mostly our degenerate behaviors. Yeah, you know? Dead ass, bro. 
Yeah, that was a wild. Uh, that was a wild experience. Your uh, seven three two tat is inspiring me, dude. I want to get a nine oh eight now. Yeah, yeah, it's inspiring it? me. Right? I don't know. Maybe fin- no, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe finger. I have a. I did merch with nine oh eight, like on the back of the shirt. Oh, where? It's cool. It's got a little crown on it and shit. So maybe I'll okay. do, do that. Keep this. I want to do the sleeve. But yeah. I just got it. I just got one tattoo. But I wanted to, what do you have? I told you I like Sublime. Oh, word. That's yeah, fine. So I got the fucking sun. But yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I want to keep going music on that shit. Dude. You a tattoo dude. guy or? Oh, a little bit. I have another one on my thigh. Fate Loves the Fearless. I put that quote on my thigh. But yeah, no. Nothing nothing else crazy. I would not be opposed to it. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Just go with the flow. Yeah. yeah. I don't, yeah. It's not like, because I have one, my one homie, Jordan. He has a bunch of tattoos. And he's like, when he gets one, he just like gets the itch. He wants to get another one. Mm-hmm. He's like, dude, like. Being under the needle, bro. Feels good. Like getting a tattoo and it being done, you look at it, it's like fire and shit. Means something. I'm like, damn, I get it. Dude, I, I was definitely a part of my attraction to my girlfriend who I'm with now is definitely her tattoos. Like she really? has one like almost on her neck that's like oh, right really? here. That's fly. Everywhere, dude. She's got like eleven of them <laughs> or something. Same deal with that, where it's like the next one and then another one and then yeah. another one. I don't have the bug like that. Yeah, no, nah, me neither. Took me eight years to get this or six years. Mm. Like to I like finally pull the trigger to pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah, and I did it with her, like because she because it was always like I don't trust anybody. I don't know these artists. Yeah, you know I don't want. That's gonna be over. on you forever. A hundred percent. And yeah. this guy, so he does my sublime son, right? Mm-hmm. Cool guy, South Jersey, and. um he goes, yeah, man. Um, so it was like two 45 minute sessions. He goes, yeah, man. How you like it? I'm like, you know, I fucking love it. It looks great. He goes, hey, not bad for a guy who doesn't like Sublime, huh? <sighs> and I'm like, you motherfucker. He's like, yeah, I've done like 10 of them, though. And this one's the best one I've ever done. <laughs> He's like, those other ones, I didn't really. They're like, whatever. But, yeah. you know, and like his work is great. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's interesting, yeah. man. It's like with what we do, you're always you might be doing a remix where it's a beat that was already done, but. You're always making your own shit. That's more of a craftsman yeah. and an artist at the same time where yeah. somebody goes, hey, wait, this is my vision. Yeah. Like, imagine if you just made theme songs. Like, that's what would your <laughs> life would be. Yeah, like, yeah. I want it this way. Yeah, I want yeah. it that way. Not that ass. You'd have to just, like, conform to what another person would want as opposed to, mm. like, what you would put out type shit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. But also, there's tattoo artists like my buddy Jake Caramel. He, um... He does tattoos. He's on TikTok and shit. But he he's the one who did my Fate Loves a Fearless tattoo. I didn't realize tattoo artists, like, there's just so much more to it than, like, doing just lines Barbers, and shit. don't get me started on hair, bro. Oh, yeah, bro. There's so much more to that. Yeah. All of it. Yeah, dead ass. Food, chefs. It's craft, bro. All this shit that people go, shit. bro, oh, a tattoo, cool. Yeah. Oh, a meal, cool. Like, oh, my yeah, like your haircut. Shading and all that shit with tattoos is like, how do you even figure that out? I've watched, I forget the name of the show, Tattoo something. Ink something, Ink? Ink Masters. Ink yeah, Masters. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, dude, like, the shit they do is wild. And they got, like, crazy things that they have to, like, endure while they're doing the tattoo and, like, limitations on, like, supplies and shit like that. It's like they, they make crazy shit still. It's wild. Do you, ha- do you know if anybody has you tattooed? Yeah. I've seen, like, my logo tattooed on people and, like, quotes from music and shit. That's got to be cool. Yeah. When I did my tour, my No Rest tour in 2019, there was, like, there was a few heads that pulled up with... There was one night, I forget what city we were in, but... Ah, shit. I, it was back-to-back shows, not in the same city, but there was this girl who came up to me the first night. was like, hey, can you sign my arm? So I was like, yeah, sure. I signed her forearm. And I saw her at the meet and greet at the next show, and it was tattooed. 
like fresh tattooed. Like she just used this what I did as the stencil. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? Like that is mind blowing. It's crazy. What do we? What do you even say to that? You know, it's like just thanks, thank you, thank uh, you, thank yeah. you. Give him a big ass hug. Be like, you're a fucking legend. Like. I, I have one other fucking love you dude for real like i can't believe that shit. Yeah. like like not even family like not even like whatever like it's you dog yeah. like literally it's everybody's bizarre. got their own and the thing is with that too it almost has as much to do with you as it does as it doesn't have to do with you you see you know what i'm saying where it's like bit, yeah, it's yeah. also about them and it's about whatever that means for them too. Yeah, yeah. So it's not just like an AK advertisement. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's a something moment that, in time. Yeah, something they took from the music or something yep. I've ever said or done. Like that just made that logo mean so much to them. It's crazy. It's mind blowing. It's music. It's another level, dude. It's crazy, bro. It's, it's spiritual. It is spiritual. Do you find a different connection or passion or anything with beats versus lyrics? Is it pretty like? 50, does it seem to be the same With, feeling or, or? Uh, yeah, but I, th- I think, see, I don't know. Like with beats, I feel like I can do way, I could not care less, but I could be more of like, this sounds cool. No, it doesn't. Cool. And then just try other, some random ass shit. This yep. sounds cool. No, it doesn't. I right, try something else. But like with lyrics, it's like, yeah, I could, what I usually do is I just spit random fucking gibberish on the mic and then fill the pieces with words. But you have to articulate that shit. You have to think about what you're saying. Does it match? Do you want to do something different here? What's the story? Like be a little more descriptive. Do you want a bar to be there? You want to just set up the punchline? Like Mm. there's a lot of like little things, but with beats, especially when you're just making something to write to for the moment, you kind of just throwing shit at the wall and seeing if it sticks. And then like with doing 808s, it's like, you obviously have to learn how to set up to be able to do it. Cause like with what I was doing, I'd never, especially in the beginning, like asking Goldman all those fucking questions. The reason I was like, maybe I can do this is because we'd be working and I'd be like, yo, what if you did a trumpet and it sounded like, and I sung some random shit and he would go put that into the session and he'd be like, damn, that's fucking tough. Like that sounds good. So I'm like, all right, if I can think of the melody, I just have to figure out how to put it in the damn computer. And that's kind of like what sparked it. Cause I was every time I would have an idea for a melody or a drum rhythm or pattern or whatever, we'd always be like, damn, that's tough. Like we should keep that. And I'm like, all right, fuck. I need to figure out how I can lock in and try to do this on my own. So did you get logic? What was that next step for you for the beats? Yeah, logic. I'm going to say my manager at the time got me logic. He got me two like $100 gift cards for Mm -hmm. Apple. Yep. And I just bought it on the app store and told him, bro, I'm fucking about to try this out. I cracked that shit for like five years. Then I got the, yeah, I've actually never cracked a plugin. I'm just so afraid. Dude, I've never not cracked a plugin. So most people, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, (laughs) so dude, I had a moment where I realized like I'm a person. So I got a, I got that Mac mini probably like a year or two ago or whatever, maybe 20, I think 2020, maybe Mm -hmm. two years ago. And when I got it, dude, I open it fresh and I go, I need to buy logic. Like I want this computer to be legit. Oh yeah, and so it was like buying logic for me was more so a step in like okay i'm taking this seriously like i'm gonna edit podcasts on it i'm gonna continue music like instead of just doing the crack version where it's like you don't need to spend the money so you could just not like perfect example i see there's no like there's there's incentive you spend money on it my homie who goes hey can you get me logic on your computer i'm like on my computer i'm like yeah sure so he brings it over i get him logic he's never opened logic you know after maybe the first week so for yeah 100 so for me buying it i'm like no this is it like i've worked on cracked logic for four years like 
I'm gra- I'm moving up. This is what real producers do. Yeah. This is what real people do. Yeah. I like being able to buy shit, you know? Like, I like yeah. having the ability to do it. It feels good, you yeah. know? Espe- I don't know. For me, too, like, I think people overestimate what I'm doing in Logic. A lot of, like, my vocal chain, majority of my plugins are logic yeah bro you're you're just super basic okay i mean i I don't know what to tell you bro bro, like i get asked all the time like what is your vocal chain what do you put on so your snares and shit do you have like the fucking all the plugins and shit or whatever it is the suite of shit yeah like i just have the logic stock sounds which a lot of them are crazy especially i've done so much i can't wait to show you a couple beats bro i've done so much shit just because i don't use anything else other than most well i have like a couple packs but yeah Splice is a game changer game as changer. a producer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like as far as plugins go, I did save up. I bought Omnisphere a couple of years back. That makes sense though. Um, yeah, definitely. I have Logic. I have a couple Waves vocal plugins. Obviously mm-hmm. the Antares Autotune. Yep. Um, what's the other shit? Uh, damn, I just got it. Oh, I just got Valhalla Reverb. <sighs> Valhalla, dude. I, like I um, worked in a, I interned in a studio in Booton called The Vault. And uh, it's run by Tyler Braddock and his wife. They're okay. a husband and wife, like entrepreneur, fucking crazy shit. And he, I did what you did with, with your homie. Was it Golden or Goldman? Yeah, yeah, Goldman. I did the same thing with Tyler, and I was a fly on the wall. And I just, I would record videos and shoot photos for mm-hmm. him, and I would just stand there, and I'd be like, "What's that? What's that? Yeah. How'd you do that? What's that? Yeah. You know?" And uh, dude, interestingly enough, dual compression. So with a podcast. I don't know if James does this or my other engineers do this, but I figured out that I, if I put two compressors on it, Always. it would bring the you know low sounds up and the highs, and it would compress it way better. Mm-hmm. So I had never no- learned that, and I got it from a fucking TikTok. No way. That one guy's TikTok changed the game for me, yeah. just with the dual compression. Yeah, I have a Logic. I have my EQ, and then a Logic compressor, and then a Waves compressor. The CLA? The CLA. CLA vocals. Dude, it's just your fans listening at this point because we're talking about this. <laughs> it's the diehard yeah. AK fans yeah, going like, Valhalla, okay. <laughs> he likes that. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, are you? do you get a lot of DMs and stuff? Or um, I'd say quite a few. Do you yeah. answer them? You try to, I do my yeah. best, yeah. yeah. I also like, I'm also like, I do social media. I'm pretty active on social media, but I don't like the concept of it. Like it's, it sucks that I got to do it, especially at this point in my career, just like, we're in the stomping grounds, you know, like still I'm always going to feel like I'm in the stomping grounds, but like it with being able to make content, there's such an advantage to it, but there's also such a fucking bad side when it comes to like mental health and comparing yourself and you do it subconsciously, no matter what, if you're on social media, like anybody that uses social media is subconsciously like comparing themselves or other people to each other yep. or, you know what I mean? It's just such a, like a weird, vo- like, uh, I don't want to say void, but it's just like a weird fucking like untangible place. Like you can't see it or you can't be in it, but it just has so much impact. It's crazy. Like it's wild, but being on social media is cool. I don't try my best not to get too um, submerged in it, but it's a tool. No, I get addicted to it, dude. Like I just look at it too much. I also run my business off of LinkedIn. Oh, I'm I have to be on there every day. Yeah. Like, I have a little following over there, so, like, yeah. that's my I've never job. been on LinkedIn like that. Is that... That can't be anything like Instagram, bro. Oh, no. So <laughs> you the, know what I mean? That's more LinkedIn, like... LinkedIn, I know, say, hooking is, up with other entrepreneurs or people that do certain things, you know. But, like, Instagram is shit. You could... Bro. <laughs> most random shit. 
Dude, yeah. For, no, LinkedIn is Facebook in a suit, like sipping a Starbucks, <laughs> like a little hungover. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's enough snark to it, but it's oh, it's a little too positive. Like, yeah, yeah. That's kind of where I know too much about it. Like now, I'm so engulfed in it. Whatever social media platform is like your platform. I don't know if that's Twitter for you or Instagram or which one it is, but oh, that's me for LinkedIn. So yeah, that's no, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, now I'm so kind of engulfed in it. But yeah, the way that I look at the social media is like, okay, we're not, we're designed to be in groups. Like we're designed to be tribal, Mm -hmm. but we're not designed to be in groups of hundreds of millions. So it's just, that's like political parties is the same thing. There's just too many people. Mm. So yeah, it used to be that your tribe, you could get them all in one room, Mm. like 50,000 years ago or whatever, not even rooms, caves, whatever. But now we have the same brains as those people. But now the tribes are digital, so it's unlimited. You could have an unlimited amount of people. It's crazy. So that's where like the disconnect comes in. Yeah. Where you can't feel what the person's saying. You can only see it. Yeah. So losing like that the third dimension is Yep. Like if I text, cool. yeah, AK, your vocal chain is really basic. Like if I type down on Twitter and at you and you don't even know me and send <laughs> it to you, that's so much different than right here, me just agreeing with you and just joking. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. Like that difference is you and not you probably got a handle on this shit, but you being like, who the fuck is this guy? Versus you being like, no, it's funny. Like, yeah, I agree exactly. with the joke or whatever. Yeah, so that's the nuance. Yeah, emojis can only do so much. <laughs> Dude, we try, we try, you know? Are you on, like, YouTube shorts? Are you doing that too? Or Yeah, I've been pushing that. I, I Every time I post on TikTok and shit, I always do my best to post on the other platforms too. So you but. post the same stuff on, like, Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts, TikTok, yep. Facebook too? Yep. Okay. Do you have an automated? Do you have that automated? No, bro. And I like heard of like some AI platforms that'll like if you sign into all the platforms. I was about to ask you what you do, so no, because I'm I, doing manual too. No, dude, I literally <laughs> just will put the video yeah. on TikTok and then yeah. download the TikTok without the watermark because all the apps can fucking detect it, which is wild. And then they'll like shorten dude, the views and shit. It's, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'll just have to manually go to YouTube, copy, paste the caption, do all that shit. Yeah. So you're making a good, like, so do you have like a certain amount? Uh, and I know for, you know, people listening, it is what it is. Like, this is, I'm just curious. So do you have a certain amount of like videos a week you got to make? I know we're going to get into the flood, which is going to yeah. be like really the base of this whole thing. But yeah. when you sit down for those couple days a week or whatever, and you're just making content, like, what are you making? Is it always remixes? Is it just vertical clips from your remixes? Is it like one-off videos? Sometimes it's like the content day will be, go make three TikTok videos out of videos you've already made old videos or whatever, like YouTube videos that are out, make a vertical form of it and then put the words on it and then write the script for the skits you want to do. And then I'll just do the three fucking videos and then write the scripts for the other ones. And by that time, if it's like, I'm not really in the mood to film, I'll just do music for the rest of the night. But like, I know that I have three more videos in the vault now. So we're chilling. And then next day I'll just work on the music. And then that day after will be when I film that those skits and then get them filmed. My buddy Jacob Clark is now helping me with editing them. Like if I ever have like five or six that are just like clipped up that I need to be put together, he'll help me out. And he knows my personality, my sense of humor and shit. So he'll edit them to my liking and take my notes and shit. But having him is also a huge advantage too, especially with doing all this on my own. Because then in the middle of all that shit, I have to find time to respond to emails, make sure producer agreements. Respond being, to my email. Yeah, no, dead <laughs> ass, bro. Like, it, it's crazy. There's a lot There's a lot to stay on top of and shit. Yeah. So, yeah, finding the balance is definitely, definitely Dude, the Dude, I go, 
I go, all right. I can kind of ask anybody to be on this podcast, right? Yeah. So do you know Prof? No. Bro, if you saw him, you'd be like instant respect. He's he's a guy where he'll sell out and they're like, who the fuck is this guy? But his fan base is so tight, but nobody mm. knows who he is type of thing. Oh, okay. So I reached out to like his manager. I just looked up to him. I just like him as an artist. So I'm, I'm yeah. kind of like, you know, JJ Reddick has a podcast. I'm trying to reach out to him. Like, oh, I'm yeah. just like whoever at this point, right? So mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, AK, cool. Like you popped up on my social media. I'm like, let me see what this kid's <laughs> all about. So you answered the email when you answer me back, I call my homie and I go, bro, AK's doing the podcast. This is what's <laughs> up. This is just awesome. But yeah. it's like in this day of social media, I make that point to say like, everybody's accessible, dude. Like, yeah. you know, no, if I was some fucking bro. rant, you know, weirdo guy and I didn't have anything and yeah. you know, it would have been a different story, but say with real ones, I don't know if you know them yeah, personally. Nah, the one, one of them, Thomas Presti, he's been the homie from Adlong. He did that's a lot good. of my videos too. Oh, that's awesome. Like music yeah. So stuff. in that case, like that's even easier. Like yeah. that's even easier just to get in there. But like, in my case, for anybody listening, like, yeah, you can like, like for sure. I've done a lot of work. I, I have a thing. I've podcasted. You know, we put the time in. Yeah. But I also, you know, you didn't know me. It's just a reach out. Yeah. So that's the power, the positive, and then the like 100%, yeah. rabbit hole of addiction of social media. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Nah, that's the thing too. Is like you can connect with so many people too. Like I got like a Discord now, and I got like homies that are helping me out with that. Shout out Mr. Robot, Gurney Man, and all them. But um, yeah, no, it's crazy. Like. They help me so much and I don't even know, never met them. We're planning like a trip to like meet up and shit, but like never met them a day in my life, but they do so much for me with discord and helping me plan like live events for when like new music's dropping and shit. Never met them a day in my life, but they're like homies. Like we go on discord at night, hang out, we talk about shit. We like think of ideas, brainstorm stuff. And again, don't never met these kids ever. And I wouldn't know them if it hadn't been for social media and discord. They've like built my whole shit. Like we're up to like almost, I think we're almost at like 600 members, which is pretty dope. But wow. Yeah. I haven't awesome. really been doing it a whole lot, like a whole like long time, but I'm trying my best to be active in that. Cause that's a whole nother social platform and shit. But having that is so dope. Being able to connect with fans and stuff, talking to different like channel servers and shit. It's like, fuck. Dude, you don't need 600. It's like, I would, yeah. when you started it, you had six and then you had 16 yeah. and then you had 60 and yeah. then it just kind of goes right yeah. from like there. Every time I go live, I'll be like the, the mods, all the like Gurney man and Mr. Robot. They'll just fucking spam it in the chat. Like join the discord to be updated on shit. And like, that's so dope. When I do merch and, drops and, and stuff, uh, that'll dude, be where I post I can't first. believe this name hasn't came up. Kenny Beats. Kenny Beats. Are you a oh, fan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause Kenny that's Beats. like. He did uh, uh maybe. Wait, Kenny Beats, Kenny Beats. No, I definitely have heard of Kenny Beats. I'm thinking of Kyle Beats. I think I know who you're He's talking done, about. He'll do like that. random like shit on YouTube and stuff Kenny like that. Kenny Beats has done. He's um, got like the beat, Denzel, the jam sessions. The and cave. Shit. The cave. Okay. Where, yeah. um, shit. shit, what's his fucking name, dude? My friend likes this guy so much. He was in <sighs> Kenny Beats cave. I, I, it'll come to me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's done Denzel is crazy. Denzel, I've definitely but seen that one. He is a really a great model for the community base mm. you know i'm driving to a dj event with my coworker, and he's on kenny beats discord or his live stream or whatever like yeah. replying to people because he's like one of the the mods yeah i mean i don't know if he's oh, a mod weird. or like he yeah. just at least like knows them or whatever he could totally could be a mod but i'm like seeing it live and i go holy shit like kenny beats doesn't fucking know him at all dude like, <laughs> and he's literally there like we're while we're going yeah, to work like, and shit and he's like i'm just gonna fucking yeah making sure nobody's saying anything too reckless and shit 
West Side Boogie. That's who I was talking. West Side Boogie. Fuck, wait. Bro. What's the- Something, something. Can't remember nothing. West Side Boogie. Fuck. Wilding out in public. Oh, shit. There's that part that say I'm living what I rap out. Yeah. yeah I'm looking up West Side Boogie. Bro, he's so fire, dude. Yeah, he's got a couple. And his last album was, was still pretty good. I, I just really like his album before that. Did he put out that song? He has put... Yo, he is a great... Um, remix guy too not of at current songs but he does like one minute mm, there's a song by West Side Boogie that I fucking have to find bro do you have to do you know Chris Patrick too Chris Patrick nah. oh, I'll put stuck, you on him stuck 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 that shit is so stupid we'll put you on Chris Patrick too do that he's another Jersey guy yeah Mir Fontaine I assume you know oh yeah is. fuck What's the name of the song by Mir Fontaine that I know? Everybody Bo- knows Not it. the Bodega. Bodega. Yeah. He's incredible, dude. I saw that J. Cole thing that he did. Like, kind of like a Corday where he did, like, oh, you know, okay. remember when Corday came up because he did the 1985? Yeah. That's fucking, dude. Yeah. Fucking remixes are the wave, bro. bro. Lil Wayne, bro. Yeah. Lil Wayne made his whole, he, dude, the fucking C4 was crazy. Even Lil Dicky. Oh, no, no. C4, C4. That was when Kendrick did the Lil Wayne. Dude, Lil Dicky's fucking CD baby times oh, yeah. were literally all him rapping over Drake shit. And yeah. it was fire. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that's what puts you on. Because the beat at that point when you're not known. You need something the, to connect. The beat is going to yeah. be what everybody's like, oh, I know the beat. So yeah. let me hear what yeah. he could do over it. And if that's the thing that I, the, the, the approach that I always took with remixes is I knew that was never my dream was to be a remix guy. Totally. Because I liked making my own stuff, but that I would just treat every beat that I would use as my own. So like even beats that I was remixing, they were mad popular songs. But like if I knew I was going to be remixing them, I wouldn't listen to the song because I didn't want to hear what the person was doing on the song. Even if I knew it already and I kind of had an idea like with Goosebumps and shit, like once I knew like, all right, bet like one of my friends at the time in high school was like, yo, you should do Goosebumps because it was popping. I was like, all right, word. Never listen to the song again until I had my verses done and written so that I didn't have like any, not that I didn't want influence from them, but I didn't want to hear the same shit or like get caught in like that, that loop of like hearing the same flow or whatever and like repeating it and shit. There's but, one or the other. It's either you do, you rip the flow, which is fine. Mm-hmm. There's a guy named Cal Scrooby. I don't know. Cal Scrooby. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit, bro. I really fuck with his shit. Yeah, he's tough. Now, a lot of his flows are like, he uses a lot of the same flows in different ways. Yeah. He's somebody who I think does that well. Yeah. Where he'll just joke that he's ripping Drake's flow, mm-hmm. but like you're not going to rap like that over Drake. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, he's still at another level. Mm-hmm. Another indie guy who I'd love to have. Yeah. I'm like one person away from him, but I haven't yeah. done the email yet. But mm-hmm. anyway, so you have that side and then you have the full, I don't know, maybe this is what you used to do. Yeah, I used to go to the charts and then copy the song and then just look up the instrumental so I wouldn't listen to the song. Oh, I see. I would just go to like top Hip Hop Top 100. I would do the same. Yeah, I never liked to listen to the song. That's fair. Too, man, because I yeah. felt like, yeah, I didn't want that influence. I just wanted to be, I didn't want the, f- you, I wanted you to know the second you listened to it that it wasn't going to be a rip. Yeah. From that. 100%. But there's creativity in both, I think. Yeah, for sure. No. You still got to make it your own, even 100%. if you flip the flow, like whatever you're talking about is different. You're whatever you're, the way you deliver it could be different, you know. Delivery's huge. Yeah. So how do you think about that? Like song, like the words versus the flow versus delivery inflection. Like, are these things that you consciously think about now when you're, uh, I would assume more than before when you're just making music? Yeah. I mean, when I first started, even with like the remixes and shit, I would write full songs without a beat. Like I wouldn't have a beat, but I'd just have like that metronome in my head. Like 
knowing that this is the speed I'd have to do it. But then there'd be times where I'd have a flow and I'd wrap it at the pace that I wrote it in my head. But then the beat would come on and it would be a little bit quicker, but that would change the whole way I'd have to say it. So it would, what I thought would be this chunk of the song would turn into this chunk of the song, but I'd be rapping it Mm -hmm. so fucking fast and I'd have to keep up with it. And that's kind of where rapping fast for me at that time, that's why it felt, I guess, natural was because I'd have to rap it that fast to keep those words the way that they were written. Wow. Because I'd write them without a beat and then the beat would force me to speed it up respect dude that's for fucking respect just no beat just writing it out yeah. and off your head because it would just be like a poem like it would all yeah. it would have like a bounce it would have like yep. the rhyming words on the end and shit and that's like what i started with was poetry like way back like seventh eighth grade but like having that little metronome in my head and i've like i always drummed like when i was a little kid like i was in the school band and shit i like drum too school. yeah dude yeah. drumming is the cheat code to rap bro crazy because all it is is cadence and rhythm dude the snare is everything for yeah. your flow a hundred percent everything nobody everybody fucking i don't give a i mean like i love 808s and i love the bass and i love a great bass line Mm -hmm. like my homie from north brunswick is a bass player Um, like he's actually opening with me in a a few weeks but like dude the drums is it for me yeah drums is it and it controls everything yeah that's why i think anderson pack is so tough too because he's his drumming is ridiculous come down is just it bro and then he fucking he just translates his rhythm and cadence in his brain from drumming and just puts words instead of snares and hi-hats. Dude, think about it. Russ, couch. Anderson Pack slept on the couch. He was working at a fucking grocery store, dude. Yeah. Like, his, he got, like, kicked out of his fucking house. Couldn't even live anywhere while he's playing in this band that's, like, to- like killing it. Yeah. But he's a nobody. It's fucking insane. And, yeah, that's the musical talent, too, of, like, starting there with the foundation, then applying to other shit. Yeah. And when he was... Oh shit, I always forget his first rap name, dude. I always forget his first name before Ooh. Anderson Pack. Anderson Pack's first. Oh shit. Something um, star not. something. Anderson Pack. Brandon, maybe you could find Anderson Pack's original artist name. But yeah, he had great music before he was Anderson Pack too. Really? He was just on a rooftop with like two cameras, like just chilling, dude, living. And he was Anderson Pack, but he yeah. like wasn't yet. Damn. That's crazy. Uh Love Breezy Lovejoy. I think that's it. Breezy Lovejoy? What'd you say? Just type in Breezy Lovejoy. Yeah, this should come up. Breezy Lovejoy. It makes sense, though, dude. <laughs> totally would have thought Anderson. Well, his name does have a period, which doesn't seem natural. What? It's Anderson dot pack, which doesn't seem like a God given. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Crazy name, dude. Yeah, that's a, that's... <laughs> so, it's dude, okay. I got to ask you, like, your first time performing, did you have fans at that time? So, the that first time, been... the first show. That's so wild. We were just talking about Anderson Pack too. It was a power weekend. Thursday night, got a haircut, right? And I used to, for whatever fucking reason, I would go to New York City to get my haircut. What, do you think you're cool? I did, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Thursday, got a haircut, drove an hour back home, got to my house, taken in the garbage. And my manager called me at the time. Yo, I need you in New York City at 7 a.m. tomorrow. And I'm like, uh, why? And he's like, sway in the morning so i'm like what fuck all right shit good thing i got a haircut (laughs) but i'm like fuck it like all right shit i have no fucking clue what to be prepared for whatever he's like come with two verses like you might have to spit a third but like come prepared like i'm like all right bet like i got shit locked like i'm gonna spit this verse i already got what i'm about to spit go do the thing and where this is coming full circle 
morning comes. My brother vlogged it. I didn't post the vlog. Stupid of me not to, but my brother has a vlog of the whole experience. I was thinking about posting it. But we do in the morning, we go, do sway. I fucking did well. I felt good after it. I'm like, my brother's freaking out. My buddy Mike's freaking out. Like, it's power. We're fucking feeling it. Next day is my first show ever. And that's a headlining show in uh, House of Independence in Asbury Park. I headlined it. We had openers and shit. My first performance ever. I mean, I performed at my fucking cousin's wedding like one song, but something like that. But it was fans and shit. Like we were selling merch. Like it was legit. And like my manager flown out. My buddy Bruce Wigner flew out. He's the one who also helped me with Logic a lot because that's what he uses. But uh, yeah, that was a power weekend. But when we were at Sway, as I was walking out, my publicist at the time was like, Anderson Pack is next. Like he's in the he's in the lobby. Like you want to meet him? So I'm like. Yeah, like I'll dap him up. Like I, but I was so high off of what I just did. First time being with Sway, he was mad cool with me. He gave me hella props. Uh, yeah. At the time, I was like rapping off the top because I fucking like messed up or like I just was like, fuck it, I'm gonna just have him. You hit a fucking flow yeah, on like, Sway. Yeah, dude. like dude hit me with like words and shit. <laughs> I was just on the moon, bro. My publicist was like, like all right, like you wanted to go take a picture with Anderson. I'm like cool. I walk up to him, I dap him up, but like me, I'm just like, nice to meet you, man ran outside i'm like what the fuck just happened like in the middle of new york like me and my oh brother my and my best friend God. are just like freaking out over what happened but didn't even get a picture with him because i was just so like out of it like i had no idea what I the get fuck it, was though. going on bro but i met him he seemed mad cool but um but yeah next day was the house of independence and that was like the first time i ever performed and yeah there was a crowd i think it was like 450 people did you have openers too yeah so were they your homies or? Nah, nah. They were just like some people that like just. Ben, prom- uh, probably like, promoter people. Yeah, 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 yeah. promoter. That's like, me. That's where sure. I'm at right oh, now. Word. I'm at promoter people. Fuck yeah. But and we'll take it. Yeah, totally. No, we'll dude, take of it. Of course. Hell yeah. Yo, fucking dude. Performing at a dive bar in Bumblefuck, Pennsylvania in a Spanish neighborhood <laughs> where you have to walk through a corridor and you get out there and there's no windows and there's just a sound guy and there's fucking nobody. Really? Dude, and I go there and I'm like, okay. This is like, for anybody listening, watching, you have AK's experience. Okay, now I'm going to paint my picture. So <laughs> this is just, we're here. I'm back there, right? And it's like, I don't even know. My my homie hooked me up, my friend. So I have a friend. His name's AK40 Devin. Oh, word. And oh. Uh, he's great, bro. He's crazy. <laughs> you guys tough. would. AK40 Devin. <laughs> I try to get like it was he's very he's super busy. He's a videographer too. So oh, you guys would hit it off. Yeah, he's great. He hooks me up. Like he gets me gets me a lot of shows and stuff. Like he oh, lets word. me open for him. Fuck yeah. Which is awesome. But we're in this like fucking dive, dude. Dive. It's like a Wednesday. Oh dude, I hear you. My tour yeah. was dive. I had a bunch of shows at, at bars and shit. We like do our thing and like we're not really like seeing the other groups yet. You know, they're like there, but I don't know what they're doing. It's hard screamo rock metal dude we opened i was doing rapidy rap boom bap for a hard screamo metal people and like some of them were really vibing to it yeah they probably bro i just remember one kid standing in front of me looking this way just like and i'm and i'm looking at him and he's looking the other way and then there's people sitting on the bench and they're just like bro and that and i go dude i'm never fucking playing fucking bringer shows again dude i'm like this is a disaster <laughs> yeah nah i feel that i opened for snow the product like way back and at the time i didn't know who she was but i opened for her and that was a crazy experience because before then i had only done my own shows 
But opening for another artist, it's different because they don't give a fuck about you no matter what. So like, you got to make them care. But like, performing used to be like seeing phones pointed at me. Then there was just phones down. <laughs> People were just on them or like yeah. talking with their friends and shit. Meanwhile, I'm over here huffing, puffing, giving my heart and soul on this shit. They're not even fucking paying attention. No. I'm just like hoping to get one more stream out of this crowd, you yeah. know, like or whatever. Hoping it. to just somebody comes up to me and goes, "Hey, that was actually good." Yeah, like, I actually see, with that. bro, like, that's oh, thanks. Bro, hundred. That's my favorite, dude. I did a festival performance in uh, shit. I forget what it was. It wasn't like a music festival. It was like a low key town thing. There was oh, okay. like five hundred to a thousand people there. Oh, like big stage. Yeah, you know, biggest stage that I've been on. And like kids came up to me after, which I thought was so fucking cool. There's <laughs> yeah. nothing else. That I think is cooler yeah. than like a twelve year old kid going like, "Hey, that was really good." Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "Fuck yeah, bro, that's awesome." Yeah, no, it's nuts. Yeah, that makes it all worth it to be honest with you. For sure, I was actually in Stop and Shop or Shoprite, I should say, the other day, and there was this mother. It was a mad weird encounter, but there was his mom and her daughter, and I was just like looking at the spices or some shit, and I'm like looking through like trying to pick which one, and she walked. She just walked up in front of me and just stopped and looked. And then one to her daughter and was like, you know that rapper you really like? Didn't say anything to me. You know that rapper you really like? We like sing their songs all the time, you know, Deja Vu and stuff. And the daughter's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, that's him. He's right here. Didn't say a word to me at this point. Like, just like straight up stop me, talk to her. And I was like, oh, what's up? I picked up. Like, I knew what the hell was going on at that point. And I was like, no way. Like, that's sick. She's like, had to have been like eight. She was like, I love your music. Like, this is so cool. Oh my and she like starts freaking out. And I'm like, do you want a picture? And she like f- fucking flipped. And like her mom took a phone out, took a picture and shit. But like a moment like that, it was like wholesome as fuck. Like, my exactly. And you know, it's like this lady's not trying to disrespect. No, not she, at all. Not she's at all. trying to respect. Yeah, actually. yeah, she actually was probably but just people, excited. Dude, to she be had like, no idea that you were going to. So it's like, no. so you turn and you go, oh, the guy. Hey, <laughs> yeah. this is the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like, <laughs> stop me in my tracks didn't address me just went to her daughter and i was just like <laughs> yeah. what is about am, to happen am i gonna buy the crushed red pepper <laughs> yeah. am i going with a lemon dill yeah. i mean what yeah. are we doing Dead ass. Dead ass. <laughs> i had a cool moment um just to get just i was just djing a fucking corporate party mm-hmm. and some guy was like oh you sully bop he's like i was like yeah man i'm fucking some he's like yeah man know your music man like i was like that's fucking wild so even that like those two moments with the kid and then with that guy yeah. I was just doing my working my job as a yeah. DJ. Like I wasn't me. I wasn't like a yeah, yeah. podcast rap, none mm-hmm. of that shit. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's it's funny, man. It's cool. Like that's really I think what hundred percent makes it worth it. Like obviously the catharsis of doing it mm-hmm. and then the performance in front of people, which is a different angle. Yeah. And then also people just really actually respecting it and respecting you and yeah. You know, it's a, it's crazy, man. So when you put together a set, you know, what do you is there anything that like you did in the beginning that you don't do now or like any, I don't want to say tips, but hmm. w- anything that you would say, okay, if you're putting together a set, like 20, 40, 60 minutes, a big set, what do you do? Like, how do you do that? Do Hire you a choreographer. Really? hundred percent. Yeah. Or anybody who does movement on a stage who like knows how to, who's performed because I, I worked with her. Her name's charm, charm LaDonna. Uh, she does like Kendrick. She does oh, wow. Megan Trainers. Like she's like a big choreographer. But she basically painted the picture, and especially with the people she's worked with, like Kendrick being like a fucking idol icon. Like tips and shit that he'll use, and like stage presence, bro. Like not moving 
could be just as powerful as jumping around like a motherfucking maniac. Like even I had a habit at first of like walking to this beat of the song. So like I would walk with the rhythm of the song, but she was like, break that shit. Don't walk with the song. Like it'll, it'll change the way it's viewed and shit. I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, all right, like I'm picking up on it. But you, when you're like looking and especially like in a dance studio, I'm in with her and like looking at yourself and like you have, she said like, keep your eyes locked on you the whole time. Like you're not allowed to look away from yourself. So I'm like the whole time I'm like walking around looking like this and I'm treating it like it's a crowd. But I realized one, when I was looking at myself, no matter how awkward I felt, I had to fight through it. And that then broke the barrier of having to look at people who one either might not give a fuck, but I'm not phased by that anymore because I'm looking at my awkward ass in the mirror rehearsing for hours at a time. So at the show, sorry to cut you off, but no, no, who good. are you supposed to look at? Are you supposed to look at all the crowd? Do you look at certain people in their eyes one at a time? Like, That's is there the a strategy to that? Um, For me, there was none. Like, even if I was performing at a crowd where there's like only people down low, I'm treat, mm-hmm. I treat every crowd like it's 20,000 people. Yeah. I'm looking around, like I'm looking up, like I'm looking down. Yep. And it's, it's also like the crowd can't really see the crowd. Yeah. So like if you point and you see, you like make something up, that's like funny. You'd be like, oh, what the fuck is that guy doing or whatever? Yes. Nobody's there doing anything, but it, yeah. like it's, it engages the crowd or like a little shit like that. But when it comes to like looking at people, it's like you see somebody that's been rapping the words the whole time. Oh, it's yeah. like you go crouch by them and like mm-hmm. fucking rap and then you just go like that and then they'll freak out and start yep. hitting you with the verse back and like doing shit like that is cool. But yeah, not nah, hiring a choreographer for performances I think is like super important. What about your voice? Like do you pre- do any can you just do a 45 and your voice like you could do a show the Dude, next I day again done, or like Well, that's what I was doing when I was on tour. Yeah. But I didn't I that's the thing. I I did one vocal like lesson with a coach Ron Anderson I think is his name okay but I think it's more about just not talking or like doing warm-ups when you need to but like when I was on tour like I did my best not to speak unless I was on stage and shit like that wow Sound yeah like a fart, got- bro it made it made me sound like well, a gas, bro I mean I- <laughs> Funny. It could have been. <laughs> it could have been. Eat? It could have been you. I gave you a muffin. It could be. <laughs> it's getting. I'm getting uh, a, a, a level here on your mic, dude. Uh, <laughs> Something's just. I picked something up on the, on the left side of the room, so, yeah, so it's funny. a paranormal, dude. Yeah, that's so good. Break out the night vision. <laughs> yeah, bro. But yeah, for performances for me are. I've been back to square one with um, performances. I have to. Uh, I want to build a new set and like get something going to like, then just like present and just be ready to pull up anywhere. But that's like something I got to put the work into. Dude, I'm doing 25 and the most I've done is 10. 25 minutes. You're doing 25 minutes and you've only done 10. Yeah. But I have probably 20 songs I can do. That you're going to perform? No, 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 no. That I can choose from. Oh, okay. And I'm a professional DJ, which I think I should use. Well, meaning I know how to mix. I know how to DJ. I know how to talk to the crowd. Yeah, Yeah. So I've performed. But when I do my own music, I like get in a different, like, I, I don't have the same confidence as when I DJ. Really? Yeah. It's different. Really? Yeah. Dude, you just, as cliche as it, as it is, just like, bro, imagine they're all like, yeah. In their well, I guess like, like it's not embarrassed as, I will say themselves. it. Cause then you won't be embarrassed about being up there. hundred percent. Cause For, they're also yep. there because you're performing. True. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. in control of the room, but you have to like, you have to take control. You have to make like, yeah. Put your hands up. And if they don't, put your fucking hands up like get and like you mm-hmm. go in like you show that you got to 10 times their energy command exactly in order to get something out of yeah. them because it's also like charm explained it to me as like they're puppies they'll mm-hmm. do 
they'll 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 follow you if you if you lead if, if you lead you have to lead them because they will follow no matter what and like i tried to take that into like the snow the product show it's like certain times and certain songs it's not every song you're going to get that out totally, of totally yeah but if it's a song that you control and you have that type of like urgency with the song and you have that energy the crowd that never knew who i was are putting their hands up waving with me mm -hmm. or clapping with me like anything you know what I mean? And you could even direct left side of the crowd, have them put their hands up. Yeah. And then you go, hold, right side of the crowd, put your hands up. And then you just have each of them going like- Do you have time for you know that I mean? in your set? Do you have like lulls? And then do, do you have like a DJ mix? Like how does that- Nah. Do you have a DJ? When I, nah, dude. When I was do on tour- Do you just hit play on your shit? I wasn't. My fucking tour manager was. <laughs> got yeah. it. Got it. Got yeah, it. Interesting. So, but, so it wasn't this like- crazy put together it was like you're just doing your fucking songs yeah i'm just performing it but at the people. same time yeah and like this is not to discount it at all no, no no it is nice to have people who do know some of the lyrics which is a little oh bit, bro yeah, yeah that's like crazy because they because if i go up and nobody fucking even knows me so at that point what i'm gonna do is infuse the djing with it of like, course i'm gonna mix samples into my songs bro, i'm gonna stupid fire that's yeah. what i'm saying like just something that's a little bit more open to the public type of thing where it's yeah. like even if you don't fuck with my music i could do a couple mixes or whatever yeah bro like what's his name uh ed sheeran he does like mm. he'll do like the loop pedal and stuff so and... many djs too i yeah. mean yo the best is uh reggie watts obviously reggie the watts, fucking best reggie in the watts. game dude he's a guy that um does the loop pedal and okay. he's a musician but he does everything and mm. he tells you stories while he's doing it his songs become oh word look up reggie watts google he did a talk for Google probably 12 years ago. It's an old YouTube video. Yeah. You will never be more impressed from a loop pedal. Really? Yeah, dude. Incredible. And he commands the, they're like Google engineers really? and he makes fun of them. He <laughs> shits on them. Like it's amazing. But that's yeah, funny. that creativity, like that's where I just look at it. How I look at anything, anything. What do I have that I can use that yeah. maybe somebody else doesn't have? Bro, you know? of course. Yeah. You got to set yourself up. You got to set yourself apart. I should say. Well, if you ever need a DJ. Dude, for a hip hop set, doing... I do hip hop shows as well. Hey man, I'll keep I mean, doing the loop. Yeah, I'm just looking for reps, dude. With all this Fuck shit, yeah. like DJing helps me with. You know, it's a little different, like I said, than performing, but it all helps. Like being in front of people, commanding the attention, hundred percent. Well, because you're emceeing and you're rapping and yeah. you're doing your set. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So the flood, the flood. What is it, and you know, why did it come about? I'd say when I first started with music and like the whole panda thing, like started taking off. My brother told me every two weeks, like post a video on YouTube every two weeks, like keep the momentum. Don't like not feed them like they, they want to hear more. So give them more. Mm -hmm. And at the time I was only doing a song every month on SoundCloud. And now I'm like, fuck, all right, I got to do two a month on YouTube. <laughs> yep. And I was doing the videos and shit. Like I was editing them on fucking Windows Movie Maker. But the flood is almost like a rebirth of that. But with my own music and my own beats, like a lot of them are my own beats that I've taking a lot of time to like learn how to make and fucking arrange and mix them and shit. It's just more for me. It's like a full circle thing. Cause that's how I started. That's like what really took things off for me, but it was all over beats that weren't mine. But now I'm doing them over beats that I made completely from scratch in my house. And it's like dope as fuck for me because I'm doing it in the same place. But like the perspective is totally different. What I view, how I view music, my, the way I view the numbers that come in or the way I view like follower count and shit. Like back then when I was a kid, like, I'm just souped that people are hearing it. And, yep. you know, like I wasn't thinking branding, marketing and strategies and all that. I'm just like, bro, I'm coming home from school at two 30, 
getting my mic, getting my fucking camera set up, or I'm setting my camera up before I go to school so that I could just come home and just hit record and have it all like ready to go and shit. Like that's all I was doing. But the flood I think is just more something I've wanted to do since then because I stopped for mad long, but yeah, man, a song every two weeks. So it's going to be, yeah, 24 songs or something. 26. 26. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, man. That's like, yo, people put out albums of that and it's, yeah, they just released it at one time, but my thing is why not? It's not that the flood is an album. It's just, I'm calling it the flood because I'm putting a lot of music out. And Somebody's going to make the playlist if you don't too. So yeah, it can exactly. Be, exactly. It's a get, so are, how ahead are you? I have until 26. June 9th ready. Okay. So yeah. So you have about what? 10, 12, 12 ready. Yeah. 12 ready, but like three or four of them have been released. So how many did you have on day one ready? Like five or six then or 12. Oh, I wow. Had, I okay. had from January till June done before January. Hit. Wow, nice. Yeah, by Smart. like October. And those are mostly your beats or a mix too? The majority of them are mine because the second half of songs are like more producers are mixed in. So I needed the time to get producer agreements done. I was I was ending things with my manager at the time. So like back and forth negotiating those terms. And I was praying that I can get that done before the new year started just so like starting fresh like i'm by myself again it's me in my room every Mm -hmm. two weeks like totally fresh slate and i've like been able to like network and see meet like a lot of new people doing it this way too it's it's just been very fulfilling yeah because it's like now i'm doing something that i've had my eye on and like my head on for so long now i'm actually executing it and i'm looking at like my fucking journal like this that has like mix this and this song making sure it's ready to go for mastering and it's like the songs that are already released i'm like it's fucking I'm finally doing it. These songs are actually coming out. So is there anything else in the future that you want to touch on that's going to happen for AK in general? Oh man, I'm doing a lot of fucking videos and music. I've like considered every time I do a release, I do like a live on YouTube. Um, Nice. Yeah. Like I got like the Twitch stream basically set up, but I just go live on YouTube. But, uh, I do that a lot. I'd love to get back into performing. A lot of my time has been taken up with like getting songs mixed and ready and shit. But performances, I'd love to get back into starting, start doing those again. Hell yeah. But uh, yeah, dude, for the most part, it's a lot of music. A lot of music. Dude, I feel like we could do this for about three or four hours. So. A jillion years. Um, I got even more <laughs> questions for you. I have more now than I did when we started. So. <laughs> it's I crazy, man, dude. You know, from a fan's perspective to start, you know, because... I was fucking your age when I I've we're the same age. So yeah. when I found you, yeah, you had graduated a year before me, right? Yeah. So I kind of split off and I went in my own direction with like I got into all these different artists and genres and everything. Man, it's just really crazy and awesome to do this with you and like okay, come man. the full circle and like yeah. you're the guy, man. You're still doing it. Yeah, man. There's a lot of stuff that I want to leave for next time for sure. I just want to say I really appreciate you doing this Dude, today. Fuck yeah, likewise, bro. Is there anything else that you wanted to, to you know, tell people listening and watching? If not, it's all good, man. At this point, Let Me Find Out should be out now. Go check it out. It's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, the whole nine. Yeah, I'm the real AK on all platforms. TikTok, the real underscore AK. Yeah, that's it. AK, you're the man, dude. Thank you for doing this with me, bro. Thank you so much. Brandon, thank you. Appreciate it, my brother. Is that a cut? Dude, we're going to, I'm going to take us right out of here real quick. (laughs) My guy, the real AK on the podcast today, all of his links to the single that's out, his social media, 
everything will be in the show notes shout out to jack james brandon the team at podcast principles for making this happen as well and uh you guys know the deal this is another episode of bobcast video version on youtube and we're on all platforms even the ones nobody uses (laughs) all right catch you guys on the next one catch y'all peace